0: Ew. Nut dust sounds like the worst thing in the world. I do not want to die of nut dust.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man,
0: forty-two dies of nut dust. <laughs> oh dear. Right. <clears throat> okay, I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm in the room. What were we talking about? I've forgotten. So I want to become a dog trader. Oh yeah. But when I look, I just don't know who to join. Yeah. It's a sea of acronyms, and it appears to be unregulated. (laughs) I want to know my money is well spent with me joining a team of dynamic, ethical professionals who have the same goals as me. I also want to be taught using the most up-to-date, science-led data. So where do I go?
2: You heard a Pat? It's a place to go to become the most knowledgeable, skilled, ethical, science-based dog training instructor you can be. It's also one of the few organisations good enough to be a member of the Animal Behaviour and Training Council. The Professional Association of Canine Trainers, PACT for short, is here to help you become the best accredited dog trainer you can be. Pat,
0: gonna help you reach
3: your goals. Just the best you need. We do too. Patch, we are indeed the place for you. Eh, but eh, it's time to take that leap of faith. Eh. you'll delay no further while you wait. Eh, pact, we are a super friendly team. Patch, come and join and start your dream.
0: Come find us at pact dogscom Are you looking for the ideal gift for the dog loving children in your family? Jack and Billy Puppy Tales is a delightful story with an important message for children of all ages. It's written by Steve Goodall and Sally Bradbury. You'll follow two puppies, Jack and Billy, during that all important first year of their lives. It's had some amazing reviews from some of the top dog trainers in the world.
2: Dr. Ian Dunbar, veterinary behaviourist says,
0: I started to smile after only four pages. I couldn't put it down and at the end I could barely read for tears of happiness. This is a wonderful book. Karen Tong, dog training instructor and child dog bite prevention educator, said this.
2: This will definitely educate both children and adults about the correct way to bring up a puppy. It belongs in the home of all dog lovers and anyone considering acquiring a puppy.
0: You can find us at jackandbillypuppytails.com and join the adventures. We're also on Facebook, Jack and Billy puppytails See you soon.
2: We have some very exciting news for you on the Barks from the Bookshelf podcast. Our lovely friends at Dogwise, who publish a lot of the books that we have featured and are due to feature have decided to give all of you lovely listeners 10% off all of their titles. So if you head to their website, which is www.dogwise.com, you can have a look at their catalogue. And when you get to your shopping cart at the end, just type in the coupon code, which is BARKBOOK, all one word, B-A-R-K-B-O-O-K, and they'll give you a whopping 10% off. Enjoy! Enjoy!
0: Hey, Barts from the bookshop, and we're gone a lot about our dogs and barts from the bookshop, and we're gone a lot together. Barts from the bookshop, and we're gone a lot about our dogs and barts from the bookshop, and we're go- we from we we from hello, hello. I'm doing... Oh, you went up high then. Like, I did. At the end. Hello. <laughs> That's good. Well, I I Everyone's
2: dogs just gone. What? What she said?
0: <laughs> oh i'm so excited for this uh week's episode I'm, I'm, I'm bubbling away here i
2: know you've pretty much like bookmarked every page in the book
0: mm, there has been pl- yeah i've used your i do, i did i think i mentioned this on the podcast before but i've done i've committed a cardinal sin L- listen to this that's how that's how many bookmarks i've got wow I any, but i've also i've bookmarked the pages that i've written on which is but it really helped me it really helps me you um, can do whatever you like with your own books thank don't you. ever write in mine write in your books no i won't i promise i promise i won't <laughs> and i got the hardback copy of this book which i know it looks very swish i do love a hardback do you know what i like to do with a hardback take the the actual bit off you know the, yeah. like, what do they call it the dust cover is that sleeve it? the sleeve that's better yeah because uh, i love the look of them without it on and actually mm. this one's got um not that anyone can see, it. it's got like shiny green writing down the spine. Oh yeah, is that
2: is nice. Can you see that? Oh you you'd like um uh the uh puffing classics do like a hardback fabric one. Oh yeah. you'd like those. And each each spine mm. has a different um kind of pattern or picture. Depending uh, on the books So if it's like Treasure Island, then there's like island colours and all that kind of stuff.
0: Did you ever have, like, uh, when you were a kid growing up, or even as an adult, I guess, um, like, if you collected books, I can't think of what I'm thinking of right now, but if you got them, the spine had like a part of a picture yeah. on it. And then if you got them all Mr. together. Mr. Men's
2: like that, isn't it? I think you, so. When you buy all of the Mr. Men, I think, it spells Mr. Men on the spines. Oh, does
0: it? Yeah, I thought it might be Mr. Tickle with his long...
1: <laughs> his long
0: arms right What? Okay. well we've kind of alluded to the book already what what have you been yeah. up to come on what have you been up to
2: um i have been uh watching lots of telly doing lots of jigsaws and uh doing a little bit of work in between you're a jigsaw and fiend you are i it am a jigsaw complete fiend. one
0: every couple of days it seems like yeah
2: now. i do it's my it's the way it where i unwind well hold um, on to that
0: thought because i think then we got a question later on about uh how, how you take care of yourself? Oh, your okay, mind. right. So yeah, you know, spoilers. Yeah, spoiler alert.
2: Um, uh, today I took down. My sister was getting rid of her shed, so we took it down, um, and then we put it back up again in the field. So wow. I now have a little, little garage for my ride-on mower at the field.
0: Nice. Yeah. I, s- I sat on your ride-on mower the other day. Did you? Yeah.
2: Did you Did you rev it up?
0: No, I just sat on it.
2: Oh, you should have. No. It's handy for the battery to just run it every so often, oh, so you it? could have had if a little know, drive no. around. Yeah,
0: I was just sat there with Penny and um, Peach and Corinne had gone off for a wander around your field, and we were sat there and Penny was just chilling out. So I thought, oh, ah,
1: yeah,
0: there you go. So it was lovely up there. It was nice. Not, no- yeah, there's some. There's some building going on. It was noisy. Yeah, there's I know. Lots of beep, beeping and stuff. I was like, bloody Come on.
2: how houses that people houses. live in.
0: Yeah, I know. How dare they? Right, Do you we like got- a new
2: gate? Hang on, do you like my new gate though?
0: Yeah, that's that was amazing. I did see yeah. you mentioned butts on the bookshelf on your inside yeah. little thing as well, which is Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. What have you been up to? What you been doing?
0: Uh, what have I been doing? I haven't been... Do- <sighs> we were supposed to go on a really nice walk with the dogs, local-ish walk with the dogs, obviously, in the old lockdowns um, on Sunday, but it was, the weather's been so crappy yeah um we kind of got stuck in all weekend um so we did some train stuff with the dogs watch tv played a bit yeah. of chess um what have i been doing i i mean yeah work really <laughs> for the dull stuff but we've um We've started our own um, like patron sort of, it's kind of like a club um, for training. So we've been doing a lot of recording videos and doing voiceovers for the videos, which I've been enjoying doing. So that's that's really, really cool. Um, Talking of patrons, though, um, I want to give, I want to read out because we've, we've had quite a few this week. I know. People People are
2: so lovely and generous, aren't they?
0: I know. I know. I'm going to name check all of them. So Diana, Melissa, Lewis, Alison, Nikki, Pat. There you go. Well Thanks, done. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. It's a so, little gang. Yeah, we've got a little gang. Yeah, our we gang's have. harder the, the, than your gang, so yeah, we're going to come over the in inner, The inner
2: circle.
0: <laughs> the inner circle. We're all going to... We'll have to do it once we're all allowed to be together. And... Um, and we can fly over to America, because I think Pat's actually in America, uh, we can do a photo like uh, like the front yeah. cover of Warriors. Well, we could, Remember that we film? We could
2: do... Yeah, I love Warriors. Warriors, come <laughs> out to play. Nice. Good film. If no one's seen it, watch it. It's good. It's a bit freaky, film. though. Um, especially the gang on uh, Roller Skates. Didn't I'm like
0: surprised them. it hasn't been remade, or maybe it has been remade. I don't know. It seems ripe for remaking. Not that they should. Yeah. I don't agree that they should remake it, but... but uh, it
2: wouldn't have that kind of seven. Was it seventies, eighties?
0: I think so. Seventies, yeah. It's got to be seventies, isn't it?
2: Surely you could only get away with a leather waistcoat and no top underneath in the seventies. It's
0: only a matter of time till it comes round again, which yeah. is why I've got my collection of leather waistcoats ready to go in my wardrobe <laughs> right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we could we could do a zoom with our patrons.
0: Oh, that would be cool, wouldn't it? We need to we do something a, special.
2: We could do an off the shelf.
0: Let's get our let's get our thinking caps on, okay, and come up with something. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we will do something really nice for all of you guys because you've to done something you. really nice for us. Thank yeah. you very much. I have been watching this week on your recommendation, and you put this on the Facebook page as well. I did uh, the investigation, which is no, Norwegian. I don't know. I don't uh,
2: know whether Where were they? Were not they in Italy? No, no,
0: definitely weren't Italy. Was that, I think it was Norway. I think it was Sweden? Norway. could have been Sweden. I think it
2: was Norway because I think they borrowed Sweden's yes, dogs. Yes,
0: Sweden was across the yeah. sound, whatever it yeah. was. But, but what a... I mean, for, first of all, um, it it was subtitled, which I don't mind subtitled things. I, I get really into them. But um, if you don't like subtitled things, you might not want to watch it. But I would watch it anyway. I'll give it a go. It's great. Murder programme. Yeah. Another murder programme. But yeah. with a difference, I would say.
2: Yeah um it's it's been really um praised for kind of breaking the mold so mm. there's no uh, it it's all about the the investigation that's why it's called that
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it, there's
2: no there's no kind of backstory about um about the victim or or the um murderer no not my, really well,
0: there's, there's zero about the murderer that's something yeah. that Corin picked up on sort of halfway through she was like i don't think we're ever going to See this no, you guy. you don't even hear his name. Hear their name, which I thought was really good because, you know, are we all like a murder show, don't we? I think I think in lockdown we've done that. But sometimes I, I'm thinking of uh Dez. Was it Dez? Where? um Yeah. What's his name? God, his name's David Tennant. Played Dez. Yeah. Which is a brilliant portrayal a- absolutely excellent but you've got to be thinking some of these people might be thinking hmm he's played me in a film feeling pretty good about that or yeah, yeah or, so i thought i thought it was really good and it was better for it actually
2: yeah and just the the well it's hard to say too much without spoiling it completely yeah. but um the 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 kind of the physics and mm. the calculations involved mm. in how they then found the things they were trying to find.
1: Using, <laughs> can't using... do, we can't talk about this show
2: without ruining it. <laughs> go and watch everyone go and watch the investigation then we can talk about it properly next time. I think it's
0: I think it's fair to say that uh, there are some amazing scent work and yeah. human the human dog Oh my god, that
2: team. Yeah. yeah and was, the, the team of divers. Yeah. I mean
0: incredible. how they
2: how they did that day in day out I and s- you imagine being Oh, I uh, no. can't even imagine looking for something like that, but also then <laughs> finding it, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to give spoilers away, but you can't. Anyway, yeah. I, I did send um, a private Facebook message to Kat Warren. Uh, I haven't oh, heard yeah. back from her yet, but I was, I was just like, oh, I don't know if you, you know, but you gotta, you got to watch it. Yeah, I this. don't know if,
2: you, if they can get... IPod. Yeah, I suppose there's BBC, a way of... Yeah, there's there might be a way of watching it. Over there's there, always
0: a post. way of watching yeah. it, isn't there? So... Yeah come on then shall we shall we i realized last week we what I, wa- I waffled for about 20 minutes in the interview oh intro no about what's i think we both we
2: we both waffle so sorry for the waffle everyone no one's complained yet let's get yet. on with it hey, no I, one's I, complained. I don't know how much they want
0: that i
2: want i mean it. jay kind of did he looked to do he was like 3 hours
0: oh, <laughs> jay could you sit you... In and listen live
2: yeah he should do um he's probably he's watching some star wars cartoon at the moment oh, yeah. um uh, you love this book so much, so so do I. Mm-hmm. But you haven't stopped talking about it. I, so, Gorn, you go. You introduce this book.
0: I am running the risk today of being a, a horrific fanboy. I think I run that risk quite often <laughs> on this on this show. Um, I found myself in that predicament a lot of times, but this book just. Ah, oh, blew my mind! It's everything that I just—it's I, everything that I needed at the time that I needed it. It Sort of came along. Yeah, you know? it's off the back of reading Cat Warren's book, and obviously Cat um, hooked us up, didn't? Um, yeah, she with did. Maria.
2: which was brilliant.
0: Um, so I was, you know, already bursting with enthusiasm about the whole cadaver dog thing, scent work yeah. stuff, and then this, and then this thing lands in my lap, and. Uh, just like I said, it's hard but I, I actually bought I bought this one. Um uh it's just great, it's great. So it is called Dr. Dogs, and it's by Maria Goodovich. Goodovic. Um and it is about the amazing ways that dogs are well, Dr. Dogs kind of says it in the title, don't it? But the amazing ways that dogs are either helping. Um, people with illnesses, research, mm-hmm. um, detection of medical issues. Oh, my God, you name it, a dog's doing it somewhere in the world. I, I just, yeah. you know, you think, you know, I, I never I never say I know everything. Of course, I don't know hardly anything. But you think you have a <laughs> basic grasp on like what dogs are doing with their noses. But then you read something like that and it just, it just yeah. blew everything out of all, you know, I've just expanded again expanded my knowledge about what they're doing. I can't wait to talk to Maria. Um yeah,
2: she sat like she sounds brilliant. Yeah. We've been emailing and um and she was really, she's been so keen, hasn't she? She really liked mm. the podcast, so I think we're going to have a really good chat with she her as well. She's also
0: written other books as well. It's that you know I've I've got to be careful because I have got to read other books for the podcast, but I am kind of might be go down a, a Maria Gudovich Wormhole <laughs> in my bath. <laughs> in your bath yeah he's still reading in the bath it's by far the um the I I showed you the notes that I've written and uh, yeah Yeah. it's by far it's just great and the other thing about it we might as well um hang on quick quick break for the why read it jingle Yeah. why read it okay let me carry on I always do that I always go into why read it in the the middle um (laughs) the other thing that's really uh apparent is the just the relationships and the partnerships that the humans and the dogs have in this book it's just yeah. so it's humbling it's emotional it's, it's there's a lot of <laughs> beautiful it's beautiful that's the that's the best word for it there's also something that i do i i want to bring up and it's done really well, so don't get me wrong when I say this, but um, there's a lot of sort of speculation, because there has to be, I think, like about certain things, because not all the science has been done, or yeah. sometimes we don't know why or what the dog is smelling, or why they're acting the way they do around certain people and what they... Mm-hmm. But. So much of that anecdotal stuff sort of comes together as you're reading all these stories that you start to get all kind of excited about where the science might lead us in the future. And it's, yeah. And it's really, and then suddenly you're, suddenly you're like science, 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 and then bang, you're like relationship, relationship, relationship. And then you yeah. it's just, it's a roller coaster. It's wonderful. A wonderful, wonderful book. Uh,
2: and yeah. a really good feel good thing in these, in these troubled times. Mm. Where things can seem a bit doom and gloomy. Um, Yeah, I found uh, the stories just really uplifting and just inspiring and amazing and beautiful and all those lovely things. And and I just think, um, you know, for anyone that loves dogs, um, as hopefully we all do, this just makes you love them even more.
0: Yeah, you will love them more after this, which isn't even, which isn't even possible but it is your heart's got to grow a little bit to get this book mm. in your brain it really has um yeah is that enough g- enough gushing enough gushing why, gush
2: part one
0: why read it because steve's a big goof and uh, <laughs> he says you should read it but yeah, yeah what a wonderful wonderful book i i can see why so many people like it. i was reading some of other reviews and that on amazon and stuff and mm. yeah i i definitely um Definitely uh, concur with everyone yeah. that made a positive review of this book. You got to go out and buy it. You got to. It'll make your world better. Just do it. Do it. Right? Shall we?
2: Yeah, let's go in.
0: Okay. No, uh. oh, you pricked my eye. Right. I've been greedy, uh, and I've uh, I've I've taken two prickings this week.
2: <laughs> one in one in each eye.
0: One in each eye um one is one's just so uh, uh, this part wasn't a mind-blower for me i, I kind of noticed stuff but it's, it's described really well in the book so i'm just going to read out the the couple of paragraphs here um because it's still mind-blowing whichever way you look yeah. at it so here we go <clears throat> uh dogs can smell in parts per trillion Craig Angle, PhD, co-director of canine performance sciences at Auburn University's College of Veterinary Medicine. That's a mouthful. Uh,
2: I bet 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 his business cards are pretty big.
0: Glad there is a comma (laughs) after that. (laughs) Likens this to being able to sniff out a teaspoon of a chemical in a million gallons of water or the equivalent of nearly two Olympic swimming pools. I've heard similar things like that, but I just like I like the word. I'm
2: sure I've rolled something out that I've heard somewhere else, so I'm, I'm glad I'm not. That sounds about right.
0: Cool. Um, our own, so this bringing it back to humans here, our own sense of smell is much better than most of us think it is, but we're limited. Dogs have a big advantage by virtue of their olfactory at- anatomy. I was going to say autonomy then. Uh, <laughs> we have about 6 million olfactory receptors in our noses where dogs have up to 300 million. 300 wow. million. Wow. This is a bit I like. They sniff in 3D with each nostril sampling air separately, which helps them locate a scent. I, I, I love that. That was mm. really good. That's really good.
2: And that that leads me to be able to say my very one of my very favourite words. Go on. Vomonorate, no, Vo- the, Von vomononase. Oh, god,
0: <laughs> you sound like me trying to say anthropom, anthropomorphic I'm gonna have style.
2: to, I can vom- only say it when I'm spelling it. Um, vom-no-me. vomeronasal organ,
0: vomeronasal <sighs> oh. organ. What's that? Yeah, I guess it's something in your dog's snoz.
2: It's something in your in your, your dog snouts. Yeah, it's the um, uh, it. It's basically above the kind of roof of your mouth. So mm-hmm. theirs is so um, so kind of well. Um, what's the word? Oh my goodness! Like I'm not putting a sentence together here whatsoever. <laughs> it's so complex yep. that it um, when the the sniff kind of passes over it. Or, you know, if dogs do that Fleming respen, um, response where they're air scenting there. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: They kind of pass more scent over their oh, um, vomeronasal organ to get more information. <laughs> Whew, that's a hard one. It's V-O-M-E-R-O-N-A-S-A-L.
0: Wow. I I mean, well, there you go. Well, that's, that's nice like countdown,
2: me. that is. That... You could get a conundrum.
0: Yeah, if you got that one, that'd be good. It's got to be over nine letters, though, isn't it? (laughs) Um, I mean, they they talk about that dogs aren't the best, in fairness, for all of this. African elephants have twice as many functional olfactory receptor genes as dogs. So Mm. imagine what they can smell when they come around your house and you're cooking a roast dinner or something. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, us not so good, but apparently better than we all think we are. So there you go. Um okay. but that gives you an idea doesn't it that gives you a, a sense <laughs> no, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there <laughs> that gives you a sense of just why they are so good at this um they've even invented going off off a little bit here but they've even inve- they've invented something like a sniffer machine a sniffer device i'm just trying to think mm. where i can see where it is Da-da-da. It's a vape, vape it's for vapor detection. Are you sure
2: you're not thinking of the film Richie Rich? <laughs>
0: no, I'm not thinking of Richie Rich. This is a, a sniffing. Oh, yeah, so they applied the, uh, the structure of a dog's nose to a sniffing system. Um, so the vapor detection system mimics the way that dogs actually sniff, um, which is inhaling and exhaling about five times a second. Five times a second. Yeah. No wonder dogs get so tired when they're having a sniffari out on the old uh, I know. Out in the old field. Five times a second. It's just uh yeah, it's just incredible. But by shaping that like a dog's nose, it made the machine more uh effective. Which I thought was quite wow. interesting as well.
2: What's the, what does a sniffing machine sniff?
0: It is used for it's the same thing that dogs sniff. In fairness, narcotics, explosives, pathogens—you uh, know, things like that—and um, it can it can detect stuff, but not. Well, the, I think the jury's out, but at the moment, not any way near how dogs can. Albeit that mm. there are other, you know other things to think about when it comes to actual dogs doing it, but yeah, incredible, incredible stuff. And you know, we, we've I think we've done a few uh, episodes now on dogs and their news is but it never we gets have. never gets boring
2: no and it you know hopefully we'll find we'll just find out more and more and more about their their sniffing capabilities and uh put them to to good use really and uh, you know all this stuff is so great because hopefully it filters its way into, you know, pet dog world Mm. and people that start to let their dogs sniff more and, Mm. you know, engage in the environment rather than um, rushing
0: them on. I don't know if this is just sort of because I've been reading it, you know, and suddenly it's like when you buy a, you know, a, a van, you see every type of that van all the time. Yeah, yeah. I have been seeing a lot of people letting their dogs have slips recently, so that's been quite oh, nice. That's nice. It's been heartwarming. Maybe they're just people that have got nowhere to go, so they're not in a hurry to get back. <laughs> yeah, they're one walk hurry. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go on, and what's been uh, pricking your eye this week? Well,
2: what pricked my eye was about a lovely dog called Pippin, Um, mm. and this is in the chapter that looks at mental health, which um, uh, was of a- um, a lot of interest to me because mm. um uh, well we all have mental health but <laughs> um i I have to try very hard to look after mine mm. um and so um there's there's loads I could say about this but there's a particular case study with um a, a girl that has struggled with um anxiety uh and and panic attacks for most of her life and um she gets a a dog a service dog um and i think there's there's probably a bit of a a kind of dismissive um approach to some of these therapy dogs yeah,
1: yeah you yeah. know mm.
2: but maybe i hopefully it just comes from a place where people don't maybe understand how um debilitating um yeah. having having poor mental health um can be uh so so anyway, uh, here's an example of, of what this lovely uh, x racing greyhound does for um, Elizabeth. So um, when a store is jammed with people, it can still be too much for, for Elizabeth, even with her dog. Exit, she'll say. She knows which stores spike her anxiety and there's practice showing Pippin the exit. At Target, for instance, if she's ready to hightail it out of there, he'll lead her to the door. She doesn't have to think. She just goes along. It helps her thwart a panic attack.
0: And, I, I, and it's just, I get all excited. You just said that. I got all excited because there's so many like amazing yeah. things like that. And that's something, that, I, I mean, it might sound simple, but the effect it's having on her life
2: oh my God, like yeah. she wouldn't go out before. She yeah. couldn't drive anywhere. She couldn't go anywhere. And something just as simple as being able to, it, it, you can imagine it with a, a human companion. You know, if, you, if you're feeling anxious or you're getting completely overwhelmed and you just say, get me the hell out of here. Yeah, You don't want to then have to think about how to, how to go out of there so you know in that situation your friend would probably put their arms around you or hold your hand and, and lead you out of there and that's what this lovely dog is doing for her and it's such a simple easy thing to be able to just say exit and then just follow the dog
0: I'm out. Just the dog out. I remember that story I've just looked in the book because I remember he had so he was a racing greyhound One he called Gable, yeah. Sand, Gable Sandstorm and there's this yeah. there's this <laughs> There's a really heart-wrenching bit where they, they, they go through... They have little reports on how well they do in their races, each yeah. of the dogs. And he apparently he just wasn't very good, bless him. Um, and the reports, like... I remember the, the other one, it said here, it goes, And the penultimate race, the report said he had a steady decline. And then the last race of his career, the report simply said, not a contender. I thought, Aww. oh. And it goes, apparently, he was getting used to watching dogs' heinies.
2: well he obviously just needed to find his elizabeth
0: found where he wanted to be huh
2: but um just to go back to what i said sorry i'm being greedy and stealing too now but um so you know the um the the dismissiveness sometimes of, of therapy dogs it, uh, i'm just going to read this little line so yeah. a study published in bmc psychiatry in 2016 concluded that pets should be considered a main rather than a marginal source of support in the management of long-term mental health problems
0: yeah I, again the the benefits you know might not seem so obvious but like uh I think I remember reading something about, um, you know, uh, people that suffer from maybe schizophrenia and stuff like that. They can yeah. help them, f- like, fade out the voices. Um, obviously, not being, not feeling so alone, having a bit of purpose maybe as well, you know, having to get out of the house to walk the dog and do all of those yeah. kind of things. Um, yeah, just huge, just huge. Some yeah. of them, yeah, some of those things I hadn't even considered before, but then reading the book was so, there's so many stories like that in here i mean yeah if you and want...
2: honestly it's one of those books where i've made so many notes of studies i want to look up and yeah. you know do further reading and uh, yeah
0: it have
2: yeah you, just like
0: done, have you ever done any work with medical detection dogs or anything like
2: yeah that? i worked i worked for medical detection dogs for a for a few months um they do um uh, they, they train alert dogs they have kind of two strands they have uh, partnerships where um, the dog alerts you to your illness mm-hmm. and they I think they trained up for a few they had an allergy dog um, they mainly did diabetes um, and uh, another one which was a form of um, sort of collapse I can't remember the name of the condition uh, mm. but it was kind of like narcolepsy type thing um and then their other strand does uh has dogs that detect uh cancer and they're working on a COVID-19 um project as well at the moment so those dogs are owned by the handlers and they you know a bit like um police dog would but they're not they don't do all the public access stuff which is great because it means that if a dog isn't sort of uh, got the right temperament or isn't robust enough for all the public access stuff, can um, they can so. still put them to use um, yeah. uh, with their noses, uh, which is is fab.
0: And then what you, what you find from, from this book again is that all, all kinds of dogs of all kinds of different personalities are doing this as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not, there's not just a type of dog that can do this sort of stuff.
2: You well, know. that the, we'll probably put a link, won't we, to the YouTube video. Um, and that has all sorts of breeds. There's even yeah. a chihuahua in a In a in tutu, a tutu. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Is that, I, can't remember, is it chuff, I can't remember what the name of that chihuahua is. I do know it. I do know it from reading the book. <laughs> so have you met Claire? Is it Claire Guest?
2: Yes. You have? Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. I mean, as a, I've, well, I've, I don't, you know, she wouldn't know who on earth I was, but I've seen her speak and uh, met her around the, the office at MDD when I was there. Um so yeah, she's
0: she's a, a brilliant lady. Oh well, there you go. There's a little bit about her in the book. So you, yeah, that's really, yeah. really cool. Really, really cool. I got one other one. Yeah, go um, cool, on. This one's more of a just a cut and shut. Cut and shut. Is that a ring? Cut and, I don't know. Is that a thing? I mean, do you know Sweet what I'm dudes. doing? I'm mixing everything at the moment. I'm mixing metaphors. I'm mixing sayings. It's all gone wrong in my brain somewhere. Somewhere along <laughs> the line, I, I blame this stupid diet being. Constantly yeah, hungry. What are you having it? for dinner? Just just a plate of wood. <laughs> <coughs> Do you want to come round? Plate of wood?
2: Um no, you're all right, mate. I've got a cottage pie in the
0: oven. Oh cottage pie.
2: Homemade no. cottage pie.
0: <sighs> with no
2: meat, I may say. And no dairy.
0: Well, and no cottage.
2: <laughs> no cottage. Well we call it a lot we call it a lotment pie. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Right. Okay. Here we go. Right. So this is this is one of the things where at the bottom there's loads of these through the book as well. You know when you get the the small writing at the bottom with the asterisk because there's something that, that you need to refer to from above. I don't know it's what called they're a called. A footnote. footnote. It's called a footnote, babe. There you babe. go. Yeah, Footnotes. Uh, get, get listeners guess who went to college. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. All uh, right. Here we go. Here goes Steve with his footnote. <laughs> one fascinating observation they made while doing the research: dogs use their right nostril to sniff. Odors of stressed dogs. And then it says the stress was not caused by anything horrible. The dogs were just temporarily isolated from their people in an unfamiliar setting. And then we got, and the dogs used their left nostril to sniff human odors collected when the humans were feeling fearful. So they. Wow. Yeah, How do they know this? I don't know. The researchers suggest that the chemo signals or chemo signals, chemo signals, communicate dog and human emotional cues using different sensory pathways i'll just put wtf question mark next to that i think that's a that's a good note to that so you know um, i mean again there's so many things we don't know and or or, that we do know but we don't know why or how or, or what or will we ever know all of it let's hope so one day but i don't know wow it's just there's so many things so many amazing things um maybe
2: we'll be lucky and we'll come back as a dog and then we'll be like oh wow there's loads more
0: do you think that's what happens to people that love dogs they come back as dogs
2: well yeah but I mean you've got you've also got to come back as a dog that is owned by a nice person Mm. quite a few it could go wrong couldn't it
0: it could go wrong it could go wrong yeah enough said about that the better yeah right (laughs) Okay. Uh, what are we doing? Got, I'm just trying to work out what the next section. Well, we've is. had
2: our we've had our uh, eyes pricked.
0: Yes, we have had our eyes pricked. So let's. Well, I tell you what. Let's. Shall we? Shall we do the interview? Um, and then we yeah. can come back for Greg Wallace's questions and all that gubbins. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's do that.
0: Lovely. Okay. Well, well then, um, uh, well, as you've probably guessed by now, if you, if you're you're not new to this podcast, then you know, we're going to have an interview with the author. Um, Maria, um, Goodavich, um, yeah. Have we got any Maria facts?
2: Yeah. Shall I tell you some stuff about Maria? Yeah. Tell us some stuff. Maria. Oh yeah. New York Times bestselling author, Maria Goodavich. I hope I'm saying that right. Goodavich don't know should have asked um is considered one of the foremost author experts on working dogs with her critically acclaimed books doctor dogs soldier dogs top dog and secret service dogs in the last few months she's uh, become a sought after authority on the rapid changing world of covid detection by dogs The former USA Today journalist has appeared on numerous national TV shows, including The Daily Show and Today. It's given talks about working dogs at the New York Stock Exchange, National Museum of the United States Air Force and other notable venues. She lives in San Francisco with her yellow lab, Gus, among other people. See, the people aren't important. They don't get names. (laughs) Only the dog gets a name (laughs) mentioned.
0: Among some other Oh yeah, and
2: there are some people there as well.
0: (laughs) That's good. I like it. Well. Now, what people would uh, normally know if they listen to this podcast is we normally have a little a little music break where I add in a little snippet of either music I've made or music that I like. But this time round, we're going to have something a little bit special, aren't we? Nat? because we are Maria sent us um, a YouTube video. Um, we're going to put a link to the video in, in, on the Facebook page um, where she's got a little theme. She's got her own theme tune for Doctor Dogs. She, she's brought
2: her own theme tune. And yep. maybe we should make all authors do this. Who knows? Or just put them on the spot in the interview and they have to sing something.
0: <laughs> must have um, a thing
2: I, it's It's catchy. But beware. I have been singing it all day.
0: She might have out-earwormed me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, here it is.
3: Doctor dogs, doctor dogs, helping humankind. Doctor dogs, doctor dogs, oh what their noses find. Dr. Dogs, Dr. Dogs Sniffing out disease Dr. Dogs, Dr. Dogs They don't charge any fees Saving lives the doctor dogs doctor dogs doctor dogs helping humankind doctor dogs doctor dogs such amazing hero dogs doctor dogs doctor dogs, dogs helping humankind
4: hello good morning i mean good evening yeah. hi guys <laughs> how good are good you seeing you see no, okay. i just rushed in and i'm a little bit wet because it's raining but no. um we're good i didn't i didn't know it was gonna be this but i wow that's cool background is that fish it is fish that
2: yeah we were
0: well, oddly oh enough God, seriously on our yeah. last episode we had someone that had a phobia of fish on
4: <laughs> phobia a fish yeah
0: yeah oh yeah. my god lucky enough they were far they... enough away not to be <laughs>
4: <initially>. <laughs> seriously a phobia of fish did they talk about that on the show yes they did she really gave us a
2: real insight as to where the
4: phobia wow. came from which show is that something that i can listen to yeah, yeah so yeah, la- yeah.
0: last episode um episode number 32 oh, i don't know if okay I, mean, I was count. just
4: like looking at the uh Tam- um, tam's oh, cool. in Tam- was her name tam's
0: yeah tam's yeah she's great okay she's wow
4: well, my husband is, he runs a fishing boat at a fisherman's wharf in this, in San Francisco. Oh, wow. So oh, beautiful. they probably shouldn't meet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Our house is filled with fish oftentimes. <laughs> like fish, but no, that's so cool. Anyway, nice to meet you guys. And I'm really glad it worked out. Uh, yeah. I'm season.
2: sorry if you were panicking at my lack of emails. I just was like, but, um, yeah, uh, no,
4: no, no. Good. We're a
2: bit, we're a bit, um off the hoof so good
4: that works for me <laughs> okay, i just wanted to like not be the person who screwed it up because i didn't see an email no no no, like, no
2: no because no. no. that
4: has happened and i didn't want to go through that for anyone again well
2: so. at, at least we got the time difference right because we've yes.
4: messed up with that in the past <laughs> yeah we've obviously.
0: done that a few times haven't we yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah. Uh, yeah
4: it's so and especially because you know we all change at different times right you have daylight savings time yeah yeah yes. and it's yeah yeah just at different times and then arizona of course doesn't so it's very confusing but oh, anyway I didn't know that yeah arizona different doesn't
2: states have different
4: oh, pretty God. much arizona and maybe one other state doesn't um mm. i kind of wish we'd stay the same and then japan doesn't so i've i've messed up something there before thinking that oh yeah we're all changed so anyway <laughs> it's good to see you guys and um yeah. yeah i'm glad i made it back in time gus my dog is over there somewhere oh gus sleeping i was just admiring
0: pictures of gus when he's been rolling in stuff (laughs) that's that's pretty
4: much what he does for a living Uh, so we can talk about
0: that on the air yeah (laughs) yeah So um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've already <laughs> hit record, so I always like oh, you know, record at the start okay. of the thing, the thing, and yeah, I always do it. But get okay. I get bored of telling people it now. Um, I, <laughs> otherwise, you miss something. You miss and you tend to miss something right. really, really good at the beginning or something like that. This is what's true. What's the talking about? Really, really good topics. What's the weather like in San Francisco then? Because well, it's
4: a bit, it's a bit it's sorry rainy. today. Yeah, it's actually cozy. It's very cozy. And I was out, I had to go downtown today and I didn't think it was going to rain. And then I'm downtown, the only person without an umbrella. And so (laughs) you can, you know, a little frizzy today, but it's very cozy and nice and we need the rain in California. Yeah. So it's not going to be much though, unfortunately. And hopefully we won't have that crazy wildfire
0: Season we've been having
4: every
2: yeah. year for the last. I know. You. I scary
4: stuff,
0: isn't it? Oh my god! I just remembered something. You, you just saying that remem- yeah. made me remember something about your book, which is um, uh, the dogs that look for the um, the urns of people that um, the cremated remains of. Oh. Um, Cremaine. Yeah that's actually Cremaine. Cat Warren
4: but um but but I do a, there's I a little footnote
0: it. yeah there's a little footnote yes, in your yes, book yes. about it that like yes. as I was reading that I was going oh that's absolutely bizarre Oh yeah <laughs> no that's
4: true I do I do mention it briefly um it, it is amazing that they can find um not really the urns but you know that if someone has burned to death and are just ashes or bits yeah. and pieces um the dogs are trained to find them uh it, it's it's amazing what dogs can smell and I uh, my whole Uh, Career in the last more than a decade has been built around that the dog's nose and what they can smell and what they do for a living, um, saving lives and 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 helping circle around and give people closure in cases like that as well.
0: Yeah, the thing that blew my mind about that was not only is it smelling for a obviously a type of ash, but also in an environment that's just full of other types of ash. And I think that. I mean, we, we've we been talking about your book. Um, we and, have, we've been- Yeah, gushing fan, about it.
2: Fangirling and fanboying. Yes, Tracy, oh, he, <laughs>
0: thank you. Tracy, you'll get the pleasure of listening to that um, uh, <laughs> when, when the main one comes out. But um, but yeah, I mean, the the different ways that they smell, the different things they can detect, the de- you know, just absolutely, it's mind blowing, mind blowing. And I thought I had a kind of bead on it, but when I was reading your book, it really like expanded the, the possibilities of where this can go. And I don't even know... Is there an end of those possibilities? I don't know.
4: No, that's what's so exciting. In fact, um, one of the guys you probably read about in my book, Andreas Mershin from MIT. Yes. There was just um, an art he he in my book I interviewed him and his he's working with medical detection dogs in mm-hmm. your neck of the woods on your yeah. side of the pond. Great organization, um, and a bunch of other universities to to see if dogs <clears throat> well, of course, if they could sniff out cancer, which they can, um, and but if they can tell scientists enough about the scent of disease for us to be able to one day, and this is skipping way, way ahead, but um, to one day have it, I'm holding up my cell phone for those of you who can't see me, <laughs> to have the ability for our cell phones to sniff us and to tell us if there's something off, a bit off from our normal chemistry. So what they're asking dogs to do um, in working with scientists with something called I, this is a mouthful, gas chromatography, magnetic spectrometry. Oh, um, that's a nice word. Yeah. <laughs> GCMS, as I yeah. prefer to call it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they, um, they are trying to see what the volatile, the, the volatile organic compounds, the smells that mm-hmm. are coming off of diseases are. And they're hoping that um, working back and forth with the dogs, one day we'll have that technology as close as our smartphones so that um, if, if they detect something off with us, if we opt in, they can, we can, they can send us to the doctor for the next test or whatever. So wouldn't that be amazing to have that um, in our, at our fingertips and that article, those articles just came out. The study um, was just released. So that's pretty exciting stuff. I have a, I have a couple of um facebook pages but one of them is dr dogs news and um that's where we put the latest and the greatest of what's going oh, on fab. in oh, the I'll world of dr. right dogs. over there yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> stick a li- we'll
0: stick a link in our show notes as well so anything okay, you've got yes. there you want to if you um yeah if you want to send us anything or anything like that we can stick it in so everyone can find it mm. um, okay sure we just as a what we normally do is we have a little music intro to the uh to the interview and what we had this time was the absolutely fabulous dr dogs uh music which i mm.
1: haven't
2: got out of my head oh i know it's such an earworm I to it's a real
4: earworm i thought our box from the bookshelf was an earworm i love <laughs> your box from the bookshelf i love that that was an earworm that i could not yeah. get out and that's why i said i've got to send them this yeah Um, but the i i just love that i was so happy that uh Perry grip wrote that for me he get, he let me use the music that he used for something called hero rats so he you know oh, there right. are rats who can sniff yeah. out disease and landmines uh, yeah. tuberculosis and so um and i was such a fan i, I actually joined a popo for that uh because of that song that uh, to help support these rats doing this important work around the world and because of the song and then i just saw soup talk of fangirl um, i just wrote him one day and said is there any chance i have you write something for me um and eventually he was so busy but eventually he really kindly said if you can write the lyrics i will make the song hero rats the tune for you for dr dogs and so that's oh, what we amazing did. i wrote the lyrics he wrote the song it's like you know one of those hugh grant and um what's yeah. your name, uh, <laughs> <laughs> music and lyrics but um yeah, I mean, you know, but it was it was so much fun i'm glad you look i'm glad you like it it's brilliant
2: yeah it's brilliant and it just shows you if you don't ask, you'll never know.
4: Exactly. You know? I mean, really, that was, I was so thrilled and he's super fun to work with. And I was blown away and, um, and I, I, it was fun to put the music video together to, to that music as well. So um, the music video is on my website if people want to see Yeah,
2: that. We'll, we'll put a link yeah, to we'll that. Yeah, we'll put a okay. link to that one and, then um, then. Great. Uh, We were talking earlier and and saying that the video really shows how there isn't a a kind of um, template of what uh, a doctor dog can look like. There's all (laughs) sorts of breeds, sizes or, you know, anyone can be involved, even chihuahuas wearing tutus.
4: Yes, yes, even chihuahuas wearing tutus. Actually, she is a part Pomeranian. Oh, is she? She would would beg to differ. Yeah, She is. She's a diva. That girl... (laughs) Is a diva. She is up in Washington State in north, the northwestern part of the U.S. And she, um, she wears a tutu to work every time she goes into the laboratory to sniff out Parkinson's disease. Oh wow! She, yeah, she is a Parkinson's detection dog. She and many other dogs up there and an island off of Washington State actually sniff out they're trying to find the earliest scent of Parkinson's disease. What is the earliest that dogs can detect it? So maybe we can figure out some ah. tests. Um, ear- As in the, the,
2: earlier- the onset of the disease.
4: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So the earlier it's detected, the better. You know, you can mitigate it, maybe mm. less loss of... Wow, well, and um, get sero- your head functions. around it. And- uh, exactly. And maybe even earlier treatments. So um, the dogs are... Are doing that, but this this one, the diva dog is. <laughs> she goes to work, if, and if immediately, if she does not get her, they get turkey as a treat when they detect correctly. <laughs> if she doesn't get it like immediately, she is barking, and carrying <laughs> on, and, and then they have a they have a, a Vishla who like just jumps into the scene. I I think there might be a snippet of him. Um, he just jumps in oh, and yeah, whirls around, is, yeah. and I mean he's so full of energy. And they have so many different breeds who are doing this. They're volunteered by their people, so. The people um, in Friday Harbor in Washington bring their dogs in if they're good. If they basically for any of these dogs, um, what they it doesn't really matter so much the breed as they're wanting their well they, they have to have some level of focus, but they're <laughs> wanting a reward, their, mm. their drive for whatever their reward is. Um, mm. And because most dogs have great noses and we can talk about noses in a bit if you want, But um, but really what separates the dogs who do well and not is those who are reward driven. Treat driven, toy driven, whatever it is. And usually the people get to know what it is. But up there, it's always turkey because, you know, what dog doesn't love cooked turkey? Uh, most <laughs> dogs are not that lucky. Um, but, you know, the dog, like my dog, Gus, who's, you know, again, still sleeping over there. And I anticipate he <laughs> will be the whole time. Um, he, he, I think he would be a great doctor dog. Actually, uh, he wor- he lives for food. He is all about food, treats of any kind, of balls. In fact, we go out. At- all right. So he is not a doctor dog i often get asked if he's a doctor dog um, for some reason and uh, the answer is no but i think he could have been Mm. because he okay so i live two blocks from the ocean in san francisco and four blocks from golden gate park and there are a lot of great places to walk off leash and so inevitably uh, on every single walk he will find uh balls and toys i never ever ever have to buy him any balls any frisbees any toys (laughs) and sometimes like you know how gyms are all closed now like i don't go the i don't think i'll ever go back to the gym because the outdoors is the best gym um and so i will do my fitness routine outside and he gets bored and so i'll be doing push-ups and sit-ups and whatever and he'll come and he just keep bringing me things he has found in the bushes, <laughs> and sometimes there's this whole pile, and I take it home. Um, and but we have to eventually, you know, move things along because he finds so many. And um, this is a G-rated show, but he has found some things in the bushes of San Francisco Park that <laughs> oh, are, <no. laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to touch them with your hands. Let's just yeah. say that.
2: <laughs> you didn't say so, those one time. He, yeah, no, no, no.
0: <laughs> in a way, he's still, he still is. That's a public service dog going there. Is isn't it? It? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just clearing up got, all the bushes. Getting this is all this true, stuff. Yeah.
4: and it's equal opportunity because he has found um, the male versions and the female versions, and nice. um, yeah, and it's like, and it's okay. highly embarrassing. But he did he did kind of break the internet once with one of the. I posted it to this forum called Next Door, which I don't know if you have there, but yeah. um, just sort of a neighborhood group. But they have something called the Best of Next Door, and I had some photos of that, and and he he yeah he got. like, <laughs> thousands of likes (laughs) they made people's day but um that was definitely one thing we we didn't bring home especially that one time but he is really good and I think he has the spirit um that he could have been trained he's five I mean he still probably could be I have him um I I know you're your show is mostly you know, dedicated to the training um and i i don't do you know a whole lot in that realm except for the basics but he loves sniff games so i have flower pots so i'll turn over and put a treat under and or put something yeah. under and he just he loves smelling that stuff so much and uh, his reward is whatever is under there and you know, it's called search game and if he oh i have to be quiet <laughs> 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 <You'll> be <off. laughs> yeah. He's like, no, you like him sleeping good. Suddenly appears. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He is. It'll happen. Um, But um, he loves that so much. So, you know, the dogs who do this work as doctor dogs, whether it's in the laboratory settings, as we've been talking, or um, beside their people to save their lives, um, they they get that intrinsic reward of just uh, they like to sniff for the fun of it. And then they also get. A reward. And um, the dogs who work at the sides of people, um, I'm sure you, you know, we'll talk about that, but sniffing out diabetes or, or whatever the person has, they come to know that this is serious stuff, that they mm. are doing a really important job. You know, it takes a little while, but they um, they bond with their people. They have this trust. The people have to trust them with their lives and they trust the people to be there and and listen to them Um, and that you can see it in their. It's like, like, I really would say it's an earnest expression. They are so earnest and they're so devoted and they are, uh, it's just a beautiful relationship. That's hard to put into words. Um, I can capture it better in a video, actually seeing Mm. these faces of these dogs, but they're so devoted. Yeah. They still get the treat, but that's not what they're in it for. Mm. And the, the training is, is constant in those cases as well.
0: I struggled actually in the intro to kind of what, what you were saying is hard to put into words like and you've seen it obviously I'm I'm reading about it but it's just, the book's so well written it's amazing really. Anyway. But um uh that that the bond part of it so, so the science part of the book brilliant amazing excellent but the human side of the book is the bit that I wasn't really prepared for when I was reading it that that's the bit that kind of really got me got me quite emotional in times there's this lovely bit where you get to the middle of the book and you're reading about all of these stories then suddenly there's a load of pictures and just it it all (laughs) kind of bursts to life so you can see all of the dogs and their owners and see the places and the things and and that actually seeing after reading it and then seeing the pictures that's when I got quite emotional because you could see how much these dogs like meant to the you can actually see them and I thought it was a lovely little touch putting all those pictures in the in the middle oh yeah but It's... it's a different it's difficult isn't it because there's and you talk about it really eloquently but um so I'm gonna smash that apart right now with my (laughs) my language um but there's 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 bits where people meet dogs and they seemingly bond instantly and then and then there's you know assumptions made about what their dog is thinking here and what they're thinking and and all of this sort of stuff that we can never really know but when you pile all of those stories together, you're just, it almost seems like all the evidence you'll ever kind of need. And again, unscientific, <laughs> I know. Um, but, but like, you know, there is these, these times when it just, it's just bang. And the, these relationships develop that quickly. And I know you said they put time into it, but um, I just, I just found it. Yeah. Again, I've hammed that up, haven't I? But um, yeah, but it was a wonderful, it was that part of it, the human part of it, the human dog bond. Yeah part of the book is just incredible.
4: Thank you. Yeah, that's what is so important. Yeah, there's a lot of science and I tried to make it really easy to digest because it's a lot of it's super complicated. And mm. I figure if I, you know, I need to s- really understand it, I do the heavy lifting. So it doesn't seem heavy for the readers. And, um, but, but for the, the bond part, it's that just tells itself. Yeah. I just was a witness and it was so easy to, to write it, uh, to see these relationships where, um, <clears throat> what you're talking about when you said that it seems like immediately the bond, some of these dogs are actually trained on the scent of the people that they will be working with. Usually it's not directly that person, Mm. but there are a couple of places that are um, training. In Southern California, there's one, um, Little Angels Service Dogs, and they're training dogs on on a few things, but seizures. And it used to be thought that seizures had no scent. There was nothing, we don't know, like regular pet dogs, as people know, have been known to, as we, you'll say alert to someone who's about to have a seizure. But usually, typically what it would be is that they would show behavior of, of anxiety, nervousness. Mm-hmm. And the, so they could tell something was coming up. So the people would learn to read this. And sometimes they could um, make that behavior become an alert in, um, you know, in a, in a very positive way. And that's how it's worked before. But people didn't know if it was something um, in the brain, they're detecting a change of heart rate or, or maybe a scent. Uh, the epilepsy, um, some big epilepsy group, uh, said, no, there's no scent. There's nothing dogs can smell, but that's not the case. Um, there show, there've been a couple of studies that have put this to the test and there seems to be some kind of a scent af- associated with seizures of a, a couple of different types of seizures. There are mm. several different types. And so, um, this organization has been training dogs on the scent of the people they will be matching them with. And, uh, one, one of the, um, stories I tell in the book is about a dog who alerted to this young woman the day he met her like so what happens if is it okay if I talk about how they train yeah yeah yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. okay I didn't want to like Sorry, go over anything I'm just
2: absolutely fascinated yeah. so I'm like so yeah so okay
4: <laughs> no 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 I didn't know like have you you know talked about that in the intro or whatever no no, no but, go for it go okay for it. so what they do which is really interesting is um the the people who have the seizures will send down their their loved ones will um, swab their skin right after uh, right after a seizure or, or during and afterward they'll also um, get them to spit into gauze or or cotton and they will send that down to the the people who are training and those are uh, they will use those scents and it's not just once it's you know several mm-hmm. they will use those scents between the dogs so um and they have it enclosed in a jar and the jar they will just open a tiny bit and the dog learns this okay if if there's even a slight change of behavior when the scent molecules hit where the dog is they reward the dog and that the scent of whatever they're smelling is what they come to associate with all good things so they're they eventually train that into an alert and it's pretty complex the way they do that and at the same time they're training the dogs um when uh, after after the initial changes of behavior are pretty well established they train the dog to um to get the medical kit for the person. And mm. if need be to, excuse me, to press a life alert button, which is basically, I don't know what it's called 911 here in the U S it's something else there. Like yeah. We get
0: nine, 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 nine,
4: nine, 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 nine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so same idea. So that basically goes there or to relatives if the person really needs a hand and they will stay with the person. So they basically they're training the dog on the set. And I was there when they were training one of the dogs and, actually the dog who would eventually be matched with the woman who is in my book. And um, it was amazing that they just opened this jar a little bit, uh, enough for the scent to come out and they have to not do it so that it's noticeable to the dog Mm -hmm. when they do it. And then um, you see when the dog smells it and um, that dog went right into action and they do something similar. There's a, there's a dog I write about in the book named Coira and her young man, Paul. So Paul had, This uh, this problem where uh, he no one knew what he had, he it was very serious, he was uh, in his late teens and he would go into paralysis out of the blue, he would be paralyzed out of nowhere. Um, And because the first couple of times it happened, he had a headache associated with it. Uh, the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. So Mm -hmm. they just said, it's migraines, right? And so the parents had heard about migraine alert dogs. Yes, there are dogs who can tell you when you're having an oncoming migraine. And so they worked with a trainer, uh, mostly from afar, but they met with her in person from uh, Service Dog Academy. And she was able to help guide them with how to to train a dog. So they they actually ended up, and this is not the norm, but they got a puppy, um, uh, a golden doodle, and her name was Koira. And they thought, well, why not try? And again, this is not the standard, it's usually yeah. adult dogs were trained. Um, but what they did was uh, Paul would uh be this is kind of weird, but you know, he would spit into a piece of uh gauze uh every half hour. And then when he had one of these paralyses, they would keep the one that was the closest Closest. to that and get rid of the other ones. And then there are ways they could make babies of that so they could reproduce that. Mm -hmm. And what they did was they trained the puppy on this by at first putting the scent under her bowl. They had a little hole in the bowl so that she could get the scent of this. So they would put this underneath the bowl and they had this little setup where she would associate the kibble like she would have a couple of pieces of kibble in the bowl so like she would smell that it's like hmm what does that smell that's an easy way to make
2: that association yeah exactly you're gonna feed them anyway so
4: right right and they just did a little bit and then they they worked on that more and more where they would, um, they develop that over time to any, all good things were associated with that scent, the treats, the, um, the toys, the, and that, so, you know, would be the change, the same thing I talked about already with the change of behavior, then mm-hmm. the alert was trained in, um, by six months, she was, you um, doing really well with alerts and within a year she was spot on every time. And that is, I, I think it's highly unusual. They have trained some diabetic alert dogs from puppies as well, but again, it's usually the adult dogs and across the board for working dogs who are, mm. who are trained in this. But so, so Quira, but this okay. The young man, Paul went from having no alerts, no idea when out of the blue he would be paralyzed um, he could be walking paralyzed and we're talking whole, full body paralysis and yeah. he has something called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome which is a connective tissue disorder and so his joints would go out no matter what you know it's like so in scary. anything I mean he you could wouldn't
2: be, you wouldn't go yeah, anywhere would you you wouldn't do anything he
4: but he was he was he was you know trying to go to school. And um, it, was, it was devastating. But he also had this, the opposite, which is dystonia, where his muscles would cramp up. Have you ever had a Charlie horse? You know, how painful and awful. They can be your muscles just cramp up and usually in a calf. He would yeah. have this all over his body. And again, no one knew what was going on. And so they, they ended up being able to train choir on that as well. So um, they were able to mitigate that. So for the paralysis, he would know ahead of time when this was going to happen he could get in a safe place and his parents could be ready if they were there with with being able to help him with the breathing make a
2: phone call or you know oh exactly yourself can't prepare yourself
4: just like with seizures right yeah and so um the dog was the dog was so amazing. And she, she didn't, they said she never missed a beat. So she could, I mean, she could be in the opposite end of the house and smell him. She usually wasn't, but if he was, if Hmm. this happened in the shower, she's alerted to that. And um, so eventually what happened was they found out what was going on with him because of his connective tissue disorder, his uh, brainstem was being crushed a bit. So he, he went through a couple of surgeries where they've um, they've been able to uh, to, to correct that problem. He's fused, his spine is fused. It's, he's, he's gone through so much and he still has the most amazing attitude. He's such a great kid, guy. He's a young man now. Uh, he was um, he he came on the show called The Doctors with me in Los Angeles. It's a TV show. And it was so much fun to spend time with them after mm-hmm. seeing him for the research portion, him with his mom and Koira. And and um he he is just such a can-do, optimistic person, and he makes the most beautiful. Handcrafted jewelry, and you know his, oh. his fingers will still be of, of alignment because of his Ehlers-Danlos, but at least he's not still having the paralysis and the wow. the dystonia. But the do- so the dog was out of work for a while yeah. and she was depressed. Actually, she went to a little depression. Really, She was really because she lived to help him. She lived to alert and, you know, to, to, to get the reward maybe, but the reward for her was helping him. She is so devoted. So um, they trained her on something else. He still has one type of... Um, of issue that yeah, that he can she can help him with, uh, and other than that she goes to school with him. He's well before COVID. Um, he yeah. was going in person to college, and uh, she would go with him. And uh, she he his biggest her biggest job um, when in my book her biggest job at that point was he was hoping that. Um, koi would introduce him to a girlfriend yeah i, remember. <laughs> and then, I was
2: gonna say yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. yeah, you know dogs don't do the best
4: they're, yeah they are they're the best social lubricants right? so but i love that the, the dog went from saving his life to enhancing his social life <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i mean they are they are the best social lubricant unless they're bringing your stuff out the bushes um, <laughs> that wouldn't go down too well as and the there first are other
4: movement. types of lubricants yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's, I mean, oh, yeah. there's so many. Like, st- I mean, that story again, Brit. Hearing you tell that story, so Mary,
2: is just like it's amazing. Yeah. you should do oh, no. an audio book where you, you've read it. Oh, your thank voice you. they is did, great.
4: Thank you. They did offer me to uh, to do the audio book, and the thing was that it was going to have to be done within a week. And I started oh my reading my own book, and and it takes a lot to do that the right way. And I started read; I was reading for like two or three hours a day just to practice to see if I could do it. My voice was going out, really? uh, so I left it in the hands of the pros, and she did a really <laughs> good job. But thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> there's there's a couple of stories. I mean, you talk about that sort of dedication um uh the one that really stands out to me, and i 've made some notes here um oscar the 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 one the one that stole your chocolate that dog <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh, that was a scary moment
4: for me yeah, uh, i can imagine
0: i can imagine but what I, I mean that story is just i mean there's there's loads of my. <sighs> Yeah.
4: Oh, it was it was a great story. I went to the um, to the state of well, I w- There was Ohio. Um, yes, there was. I was in Michigan. I was in a lot of states. Uh, but <laughs> this dog was um, this dog was uh, in the American Middle West, and he was the cutest beagle, and he was trained for this older man who had diabetes, and heart disease, but um, he, the people trained him themselves with, again, with the help actually of that uh, service dogs Academy. And uh, the dog was able to alert to the man's lows and highs with blood sugar. And it's, it's amazing how dogs can do this. No one knows what they're smelling. Uh, Science has tried to find out what it is about the, the scent of a low blood sugar or the scent of what the body's going through, but it seems to be universal because dogs are trained on that scent and they they can smell. It. Now this dog was trained on his person particular in particular but dogs are able to smell that um and I'll talk about another case but but for now uh we'll stay with him. Oscar was able to do this and eventually um despite his best efforts. Oh and he he was with he he was also he seemed to know when his man was having heart problems. Yeah. He he, he he raced in. He he knew like one point when his his owner was um, had fallen and he was there. <clears throat> he finally succumbed to um, this. His body just gave out and he was in the hospital and his wife was there and Oscar had to be taken out of the room because he was so he was so sad. They uh, they were doing life saving me- measures and mm. um, Oscar knew at the moment of death he was not in with him when he died but he was howling from where he had been taken. He was howling. He knew he was so connected. And, um, I went to the cemetery and visited his grave, the man's grave with, um, with Oscar and his mom. And it was so touching. Oscar just lay down at the, at the grave, but right after, well before I was there, um, Oscar went to the funeral and, um, he didn't want to. He was trying to climb on the casket. Hmm. I wasn't there, but um, he's trying to climb on the casket. He was digging. He didn't like he was trying to dig up his man. He yeah. she couldn't take him back to the cemetery for a while. But then um Oscar reinvented himself afterward and started training his his mom has um, has hypoglycemia and. Uh, no warnings, and she could be pretty severe. He started telling her when she was going to have hypoglycemia. He, he This is so crazy, but he alerted to their friend on more than one occasion she had cancer. Yeah. Um, He was like this amazing, and he wasn't, he wasn't trained on this. Now this is not scientific. And so, um, you know, a lot of times when a dog is sniffing at a spot on your body, it's, I don't want people to worry that, Hey, I've got cancer of the knee or whatever, but, but for her, um, oscar actually it was three times there was one time after the book um, that this friend uh was had cancer and she actually this last time was pretty serious um and she she is i think she's still in treatment actually but oscar told her and i don't know what what that's wow. about actually there's the dog in my book actually uh, who's in england who was in england baby boo i don't know if you remember her yeah. she was so she was the first dog who could who would tell people well all right. She was the first dog in science who made, made people realize, wait, can dogs sniff out cancer? So this was in, is it okay if I talk about this? You can talk Sorry. about anything you <laughs> I want. Okay. Okay. I listen it's like, to you all I know, I day. To, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was some, um, <laughs> there was some great, well, cause I could talk about this stuff all day. So you have to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was this, uh, this adorable little mixed breed, named Baby Boo in a leafy London suburb. And this is in the middle 1980s. And she was the sweetest dog. And she had uh, a couple of dogs who lived with her, one of whom was her mom. And she would take care of anyone who was sick. And she was just the kindest, most gentle dog. And one day, her mom was uh, in the yard doing some work in the yard. And Baby Boo, the sweet, gentle little dog started attacking the back of her leg just launching into it like th- th- like it was a mortal enemy which is a- incredibly uncharacteristic of the dog long story short she uh, showed the what happened she 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 looked and she saw, well there was some weird thing on the back of her leg I mean she didn't the dog didn't really bite her but she made a clear attempt to do something and so uh, she got this thing checked out it turned out it was melanoma and uh, the doctor said you know what, if you hadn't come in now, this would have spread and you probably wouldn't have made it because it was pretty significant. So um, a couple of years later, a scientist, a doctor who was in training in dermatology was looking through records and he came across this one that uh, had for for this woman who had baby boo and it said dog saves patient's life Hmm. and it was in red and so he he looked at that and and he met with the woman and bonita whitfield and uh and he was fascinated and they he and another doctor wrote a letter to the editor which is something that is done in the scientific journals uh in the british journal lancet which is very prestigious Hmm. just and it was uh the title was um, Sniffer Dogs in the Melanoma Clinic, with a question mark, something like that. And eventually, it essentially, it just said, can dogs do this? Should Can they actually sniff out cancer? So that was the first time it was ever mentioned in scientific literature that can dogs actually sniff out this kind of stuff. And it sat for a few years, there was a little bit of work that was done, but nothing really big until the early 2000s. And I am, I was so interested in this story about baby boo and I wondered what had happened and I hadn't seen anything since those that day and actually even that much of the story hadn't come out. I was able to get in touch with the doctor and uh, eventually found the woman and she is uh, through the miracle of the facebook um <laughs> yeah. and yeah, she facebook. is yeah it was a while it was took a long time and i thought oh gosh you know did did it finally get to her or whatever mm. and uh, eventually i was in touch with her and she is lovely and um I, I it was so much fun interviewing her and the doctor who's from wales and i just love those accents and so uh, it was just so uh, i was it was so much fun hearing the backstory of this dog who was really the progenitor of this science because without her, maybe it wouldn't have been called the attention of science for quite a while longer, mm. if ever. And so um, then everything really started happening in the 2000s, early 2000s, but, um, but Bonita it was just so sweet. And she was stunned that, you know, she said, well, that's her little legacy, isn't it? Yeah. And she would love that. And it was so great. So, um, so that was another small dog with a big job. And uh, yeah, again, it doesn't matter the, the, the breed so much as long as the dog, can smell and has a desire to do so mm-hmm. and can tell you and again dog dogs come up and sniff you all the time so most of the time it is not cancer but you do hear these anecdotal stories in the news oftentimes that hey this dog saved this woman's life in fact the um the head of the medical detection dogs um she claire guest yeah that's she, how it started with
2: claire wasn't it right Just right you, own dogs yeah exactly yeah.
4: with the breast cancer she was actually already working in it so her dog kept pushing but um again you know there are many times dogs do that and it's obviously most of the time is not cancer but it's a good idea to just maybe you know every so often if your dog keeps insisting on that to to look at that we don't really get into the, I don't get into the anecdotal tales that much no. in the book um it's really it's the book is really about cutting edge work that dogs mm. are doing and um so I didn't want to get into that uh, so very much, but I, I just love it. This other dog. There are all these dogs. Um, mostly, they seem to be Labrador retrievers who, we're speaking of diabetes, work with people with diabetes, and their dedication is so great. And these people have been through hell yeah. uh, before they get the dogs. They are they've almost died. And what's amazing to see when they work with, uh, there was, I I wrote about Clay Whitley, uh, Clay and Whitley. Yeah, Uh, Clay is the young man who kind of opens the the book and he, uh, his parents didn't know what was going on. He was seven years old and he almost died. He had to be airlifted to San Francisco and um, he he had type one diabetes and he, they want, they eventually, they wanted a dog right away and they couldn't get one until he was, Uh, well into his teens because of how it works generally. Mm. But this dog, Whitley, is uh, in college with him now. The dog has saved his life so many times. And what happens with these dogs is they can sniff in real time. So, um, you know, we we say, yeah, well, there are all these machines. Everyone has monitors now. They can tell. But the monitors are a good 15 to 20 minutes behind what's going on in your body in real time just because of the way they measure blood sugar but dogs are spot on when it's happening they mm-hmm. can tell whatever it is and in a way it doesn't really matter like with with Paul's family they thought he had migraines that were causing these things it wasn't mm. migraines at all and it doesn't matter to a dog they don't need the diagnosis as long as they can smell what's going on. They don't have to, they don't know the words, they don't know what's going on. It's like, oh, that smell? Yeah, I'll find that for you. And with cancer, um, when they're training dogs on cancer and they have trained dogs all around the world on all kinds of cancers, um, it's really hard at first for the dog to get that aha moment. So what they're doing is they're exposing the dog to these scents and um, eventually they put together. Wait, I get a reward when that happens. So it's like um, Cindy Otto from the University of Pennsylvania Working Dog Center. I, I love how she put it. It's like, like finding Waldo. Do you guys have where's Waldo? We have, we have where's yeah, Wally? Called, he's called Wally. Yes. Same, okay, same yeah, yeah. Thing. I just did a talk yeah. in uh, Australia. So, yeah, they, they said where's Wally? Yeah same, yeah, same thing. But he wears the same stuff, right? Yeah. The yes. striped yes. red and white. Yes. So it's like, where's Wally or where's Waldo? You've got this book, but you don't know who Wally or Waldo is. You don't know what you're looking for. And so you're like, is it this guy? Is it that thing? Is it that garbage can? Is it that, you know, candy cane? What? And so eventually, you know, and, and but every so often you'll, you'll get a reward. And it's like, wait, I was over there. I was I was looking for the. Oh, is it this guy? So it's that aha moment yeah. that the dogs have when they smell. We don't know for cancer if it is. Um, I mean, it's not just one molecule. It's it's mm. a combination. But the dogs have to put that together. It's a pattern of volatile organic compounds. Um, they don't know even right now if different cancers have different scents. If there's one yeah. fingerprint for all cancers, that's something they're still working to find out. And and with GCMS, I will not say that long word again <laughs> gas gas chromatography magnetic spectrometry okay so um they're working to find out that they're talking back and forth with the dogs is it this oh they'll they'll give them the scent back is it this combination and the dogs will be like nah and what they won't recognize it so the do- the scientists realize this is not the case and in most places around the world where dogs are being trained to detect cancer they are working with people uh to try to find out what that scent is because Really, the bottom line is dogs are not going to be in your doctor's office. They're not going to be in the clinic sniffing you for cancer. Mm. Dogs, I like to say dogs are only human. They have bad (laughs) days. They make mistakes. They're, you know, tired. They're grumpy. They're, you know, they don't want to
2: be. Although a dog in a lab coat would (laughs) yeah,
4: Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. And the morale boost for that, right? (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? But no, they're, they're not going to be there and, um, they're going to, although, you know, some people might, but, uh, the, the, the bottom line is that they want the dogs to, the dogs will lead to technology as mm. we talked about with Dr. Mission, um, technology that maybe you can go into your doctor's office and have a quick test, breathe into a tube that will scent if there's something going on with any number of different cancers, um, in the book, I talk about how, uh, unfortunately, ovarian cancer runs in my family. Uh, My mom died from ovarian cancer. Several relatives in Italy have had it. And um, yeah, and I tested genetically, I don't have uh, mutations, but it could still be hereditary. Mm -hmm. So I've got skin in this game. And the dogs at the University of Pennsylvania are looking at they're sniffing for ovarian cancer. So I'm really invested emotionally in that one yeah. particularly. And I was there when they were smelling cancer, um, this tiniest amount of sample. So what the dogs do as I'm sure you've talked about this on your show before, how dogs detect biosense, but um, you've got the ca- smell carousel. So you've got mm-hmm. this picture, you know, like a wheel, a big wheel that they walk around with different hubs. With and that's in them. the
2: video as well, isn't it? Because yeah. Some, some yes. listeners may not know I mean, I was lucky enough to to go to medical detection dogs, so I know this kind of setup of oh. what they do. But it's really interesting to to see, isn't it, the the mechanics of how they train them.
4: Yeah, yeah. So it's a wheel, uh, a wheel maybe you know ten feet across. Um, it depends on the place, but and there are maybe eight ports, so eight cups essentially on on spokes at the end of the wheels and they that's where they put the samples and when i talk about cancer detection it's not the tumors it's not cancerous lesions or anything that they're smelling it is um it is blood plat or plasma it could be saliva urine exhaled breath even um, Mm. or in some cases poop Uh, what dog doesn't like to smell poop for a living but the (laughs) dogs are really there at the university of pennsylvania they are smelling plasma which is the when they separate blood it's the yellow portion of Mm -hmm. the blood that's and so they're smelling the plasma of women with ovarian cancer and that's in some of the ports and so um but when i was there they were trying to see how little bit of the sample they could use for the dogs to detect it and they had one drop of plasma from a woman with ovarian cancer which they had further diluted with with saline, so basically half a drop of, mm. of this in a port and other things in other ports, including plasma from a woman with a benign ovarian tumor. And the dog hit it, the dog nailed it. And it's uh, that, that they can smell that. Mm. And the dogs have been able to smell stage one. Now, ovarian cancer is one of those cancers that is not usually detected until stage three or four. And it's usually too late. And there are no good tests, there's no gold standard test for ovarian cancer. And so that, and that would be such a huge benefit to Mm. so many people, if dogs could lead to technology that could help people with ovarian cancer uh, possibilities. Like one of the doctors i talked to said, you know, just if you could keep kicking the can down the road each year, just like having, Mm. having this test of like, and be warned early would be such a lifesaver. And it's not just ovarian cancer. There are other cancers like that, that that don't usually show up until it's too late in Mm. tests. And so, you know, really dogs are the gold standard for something like ovarian cancer. And I, I love those dogs so much at the university. Those dogs actually, um, they're they're not doing so much of this research right now because of COVID, but they will be getting back into it. And um, I, I just, I, I so admire how much work it takes. It is not easy. And s- the science behind this is intensive and the training there's so many things that go into this. You, as you saw when you went to medical yeah. detection dogs, the mm-hmm. the person can't be in the room being uh, seen uh, by the it dog. It was so
2: funny, and it just shows <laughs> how rubbish humans are at, at being normal. <laughs> because um, what what the team had picked up on is they all. So what they would do, they'd have the dogs just chilling in the office, and oh, like you said earlier, they need the dogs to just be kind of. Um, present and and to be able to figure out if, if something's going on without any physical indication. So if you walk in holding a pot, that's going to become the cue. And obviously, when they then go out to work, that's not going to happen. So anyway, the <laughs> trainer team would um, go and get a pot and put it in their pocket and then just come back in like they'd gone out to the toilet or something. And everybody in the room would be able to know that someone was wearing a scent because they just acted differently. (laughs) (laughs) Like everyone will go you're you're wearing scent aren't you Like, damn it how do you know
0: was it the uh the groucho marks disguise <laughs>
2: yeah, <they're laughs> yeah. it's like you know just act natural and you suddenly yeah,
4: go exactly <laughs> yeah. oh they're so good at that the clever hans effect you probably talked about that on no, we no we although haven't although
0: it's uh, uh it came oh. up in Kat's book as well and uh so i right. I, did, I did a deep dive on clever hands um who you can you can tell us all about it in a minute and that and actually, um, it has a bit, very tragic ending to that story, which maybe, you know, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, t- yeah tell us about it, because we haven't. We yeah, haven't so, so
4: we all think, you know, hey, we can, you know, some places in the beginning um, with cancer detection, for instance, the people were in the same room, they were there, they were rewarding the dogs. And, and the problem is the dogs can read people really, really well. They just, as you were talking, the, the slightest, like, an eyebrow or whatever <laughs> or you may hold or your breath for a millisecond casually
2: or... leaning yeah. on a desk
4: they know they they're so observant and so um the reason we have to be behind a screen or not in the same room when this is going on is because they can meet people and it's called the clever Hans effect Hans was a dog I'm sorry a horse um way back in the early 1900s who was so incredibly clever? Everyone thought, and and really scientists tested this. He could read his person. This is uh, he was German. He could read. He he could read, he could he could read. He could answer questions. He could do all these things with with the with the stomps of his feet or with with various activities. It was clear that he knew exactly the answers to all the questions that would be asked of him. He could answer these in his own horsey way, but in the end, it was discovered. I mean and all kinds of scientists tested this out. And it seemed like he really, really got it. But unfortunately, in the end, it was found out that the tiny, tiniest, tiniest little expressions that his person didn't even know he was making, that the horse could read. This little minute, little, we can't even, we don't know we're doing, and the horse could tell. And when the horse could not see it, this the horse couldn't answer, the horse couldn't read. And this horse was so attuned to his man. And so it was sort of like the the end of his career. And in the end, and this is a it was a sad little footnote in my in my book. Um the the horse was uh well he went to war and uh he he either was killed in war or um this is World War One or he was Eaten by the soldiers, the hungry oh, soldiers. Hans. I couldn't write about it. I actually had to yeah. quote uh, from from this book. Let's uh, pretend about that it. story finished. I know. I know. It's so sad. <laughs> like, I know. It's like, this is a horrible footnote, but it's so sort of like, oh, poor yeah. Hans. And it was really our fault. We didn't know. But Hans was able to tell us, look, you know, I could do this and soak in your dog, basically. So mm. that has helped science. But there was, you know, in the beginning, there are the, all these things we have to learn about it. In fact, even you know they're always negative samples and there's there are usually there's someone preparing the negative samples and someone preparing the positive samples let's say for cancer and we are always shedding skin cells, right? Yeah. It's our scurf. And so the dogs could alert to the person who is putting, who is doing that. And they could say, oh, well, I, I get rewarded when, uh, when Nat, who's putting together the positives, yeah. I, I, I smell Nat. And yeah. so they could do that. Or, you know, even if they're using the same gloves in, in, uh, at medical detection dogs, again, uh, they're working with um, one of the universities for, um, for the detection of malaria. And they had, they were sniffing it on the, oh, socks, the socks of children, yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> from the Gambia. And um, initially, there are two. There, so they they had all these children um, at these two schools in the Gambia wear socks that they would be given, and at the uh, the next day they would give back the socks. And um, the dogs didn't know what they were sniffing for. Like they didn't know they were sniffing for the children who may have malaria they just were separating out into school a and school b because that was a much stronger scent than whatever it was that they were sleeping yeah. for which was malaria so um mm. there have been there's still a lot of learning going on and the dogs are teaching us all the time and if only they could speak to us but that's something that that's being worked on as well um in in, uh, so much
2: (laughs) it's fascinating isn't it i think the only way you can kind of get your head around it when we we talked to cat
4: uh we were
2: talking about you know examples we can kind of um imagine in our own minds so Mm. you know if you imagine a big box of different colors and different shapes and someone says get the yellow one and you pick up a yellow circle but then they go no I meant the yellow triangle you know that's kind of what these dogs are doing all the time but with scent because we're a visual species it's easy right. to kind of think yeah, of a visual good example isn't it sure. so
1: um
2: that's that's how I try and explain it to people because I just think in general um and and that that's why we love your book so much because it's It's such an easy read such an interesting read and it pushes forward that agenda that that smell is so important for dogs and you know their their skills in scent work we're only really scratching the surface of because and I think it's because you know it's a very um anthropocentric way of, of thinking of the world but our smell is pretty our sense of smell is pretty crap isn't it really
4: well so, it's not that bad but yeah. compared to dogs <laughs> it's not that good um, but we have we have like how many I, I had it here um I, I have it in the book but yeah you know, we have about six million olfactory receptors and dogs have about 300 million and and that's just part of it you know they're mm. they are built for scent they are a uh, cat and I have actually done a number of talks together and she has the slide where she talks all about the turbinates inside the nose and I talk about the outside of the nose and I know people listening can't see this but you guys see this i'm holding up a plastic nose of a dog this is the this was a um so it's a plastic is that the one from the book yeah this is the the one from the Ah, book so this is what opens the book so um in the beginning of the book in the introduction my dog gus and i are opening a package Um, Mm -hmm. we don't know what's in it and it turns out to be this hard plastic nose with a soft rubbery um and and it's directly modeled after a real dog through um the in the u.s it's the national institute of straining and training and uh, of NIST, National Institute of Standards and Technology, and they measure things. And they were looking at using, um, just modeling their scent detection machinery after really vapor detection, after a dog's nose, after how a dog smells. So, you know, if you look at your dog, you'll have, you'll see the little swirls, the little whirls They have the little two holes in the nose, but they also have those little swirls on the end. Mm. So the dog when a dog is on scent, rapidly inhales like five times a second. And when they're exhaling, they're not pushing it out the same holes. They're pushing it. It actually goes out those whirls. So it doesn't interfere with the scent and the, 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 the nostrils can smell, individually they smell in 3d basically their sense of smell is you know as you were just talking about is as rich and vivid as our our visual world mm. and so I have this this thing I'm holding it now in my hand um, and it opened the book because um, it it really does speak to how how much we can learn from the dogs when they when they put this time the sniffer to the test at NIST uh, when they had their machinery do as a dog does and and sniff the five times and then not exhale and not usually that kind of machinery that kind of vapor detection technology will take a long whiff in mm. and but they started doing it with dogs and the their efficiency their um their results increased they were 16 fold better when they started sniffing like the dog and that's just the outside of the dog's nose Mm. the inside is another miracle and the brain the the brains are just absolutely made for that i've i've written other books three other books about working dogs um who use their nose for for their living and those have been about military dogs and the dogs of the u.s secret service and um And it's it's just amazing to watch across the board once they establish the trust with the people that they're working with, that bond happens, and they want to work for for uh yeah for treats but really they they know what they're doing is really really important and we don't know even in bombs, even in these things we don't know exactly what they're smelling they might be smelling the glue that holds it together and we've talked about before maybe they're smelling the fear of the person who puts it together but um, certainly not in training so there's so much we have yet to learn so much and i think we're just beginning to tap what dogs can do and if we keep working with them and in this really wonderful fashion that we are now with this positive feedback. One, this, these relationships are, are really nice across the board around the US. It is um, this, this training that the dogs seem to thrive on. And uh, I, I would hate to see that one day go commercial and have people abuse that relationship. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, um, I think there are many monitors of that that won't let that happen, but uh, it could, it could. So that I would not want to see. We're in the early days of this, but um, we're also asking ourselves to communicate better with the dogs, to, mm. to, to, to come into the, like, what is it the dog sees? What is it the dog feels and, and understands from us? And there is, I wrote about in the book, the, um, at Georgia Tech and other places, they're working on ways dogs can communicate better with us, uh, because we're not so great at getting to, communicate with them sometimes so yeah. they seem to understand us so much so um there's touch screen technology they may be able to use in the working world one day or touch screen with their noses mm-hmm. um, or even in detecting scent they might be able to tell us how much of a scent there is if if this is a lot of a cancer scent or a little um, and so we're working with them and they're they're really the ones in charge and we're trying to communicate with them better instead of it's kind of a nice shift instead of them always trying to figure out what we're saying we're finally really trying to figure out what they're thinking and doing and saying and uh, I, I love that and and you really see that when the dogs are in the homes with the people uh, those are the doctor dogs who kind of come for a come to stay for life they're doing a they're doing a house call a lifelong house call as opposed to the dogs who work in these laboratory and um, investigative settings who are more the phd researchers uh yeah. those, they're all mds but they're um they're just yeah i i love what they do so much and i i could just talk about it you know forever because they there's just unlimited potential i see
0: i've got a couple of things i need to ask you um, <laughs> sure right number one and i think this is uh, uh i don't i don't know if this is answerable but um but so these do, these dogs come along into these people's lives they bond with them incredibly over the course of their life and then obviously through no fault of the dog they don't live as long as a human being how, how did you, the effect of like losing a dog that you've been i mean i i know what it's like to lose you know um a dog myself uh, you know so uh, yeah. let alone i mean i'm not i'm not diminishing my relationship with my dogs here but let alone like, i can't imagine the extra weight that has when when eventually right. you know they do they do pass on um
4: yeah. have yeah. you
0: have you experienced anything in terms yeah. of that becoming a problem
4: oh um, it's really, it's devastating. Mm. It's devastating when our dogs die. It is, you know, you know what it's like, you've all had dogs leave and, um, mm. it's, it is one of the hardest things ever. I mean, the unconditional for us, it's, it's simply the companionship, the unconditional love, the best friend, uh, everything, it just goes away. And it is, it's, it just, it slays you. And imagine if that dog also, you had an even deeper bond that dog yeah. saves your life. And, um, so so then they have that much more loss and then the dog and and there's no one there telling them when they're going to have low blood sugar or or when they're going to go into a seizure and the dogs take a long time to train and some places they you know they do charge quite a bit of money some are free but those places have a long waiting list so then you're left in this in this chasm of of not having a dog for for quite a while unless you have somehow prepared for this and it's really hard It you people don't give you two diabetic alert dogs you know it's not no. it doesn't happen mm. so then then yeah that is a huge issue and and people are without their um and even in uh, no I don't think I, I didn't tell this story in the book but sometimes a a dog uh, doesn't work out because uh there's one dog, I, I think I wrote about in the acknowledgements, had uh, been attacked a couple of times, out went out and about, diabetic alert dog, and the dog just started not working outside, just was freezing and shaking and couldn't work. So this woman, uh, the dog was given to someone uh, to work in the home, a child, as a buddy, a diabetic buddy. And so she she was without a dog. Um she gave she was able to hand the dog to this family, but then she was without a dog for a long. And she went through that mourning and that loss and she went through all those things where the blood sugar, there was no, there was nothing. She'd have to rely on her monitors. It wasn't good enough. So yeah, there is a big question. That mm. is a that is a need that could be filled somehow. And I don't know the answer to that uh, besides the heartbreaking loss the mm. um, not having your best friend there to tell you that you could be in deep trouble. Um, and so I know um, actually a woman I wrote about uh, with the dog uh, in... This is um, Brody and, yeah. and yep. his person she terry she uh, her dog brody uh, would not only alert her to seizures and stay with her through seizures but he he wore something on his collar a strong magnet and he would when he could he would be able to go up to her and lie on her and she had a magnet implanted in her and it would stimulate it's a vns a vagus nerve stimulator stimulation and it um he could get her to not have a seizure before it happened or bring her out of a seizure with that. And it's it's a huge amount of training. Yes. It's it's absolutely amazing. And um, he's the only dog I've heard. There's one other dog. I haven't found that dog yet, but he's the only dog who was trained in that. And they were together. And this is another dog who, who detects her partner has uh, diabetes or developed diabetes type two. And she could he could tell when she was going to have a low. So he was one-offing on that. And the woman, Terry also um, eventually had a thyroid cancer and the dog, because the dog kept pushing into her neck, pushing, 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 pushing for months (laughs) relentlessly. And she finally got checked and she had thyroid cancer. So this dog, was a huge part of their lives and did so much and did all this freelancing, this moonlighting that he wasn't trained on. <laughs> um, and he died last year. He was the sweetest. Oh, I mean, definitely. I was sad, super sad. Cause mm. I lost, spent some couple of days with him. Uh, but imagine their loss and mm. she still doesn't have a dog. Um, it can take years to train a dog. Now she's, she's on, she's on the waiting list, but in the meantime, she, um, she was out and she took a fall she she had a seizure no one was there to tell her she was going to have a seizure so she's had to like be in her, her home more and yeah. uh, she she broke she broke a bunch of stuff on her face the last time oh. um, and so um, she's waiting because you know once you've had one of these dogs it's really you know you going back to not having one it's just you you can't so i i hope that more people Uh, really good trainers that will work with excuse me with really good science and um do because there are there are people out there who mean well who are training diabetic alert dogs for instance but they're not training them rigorously they're 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 not so good and Mm. they'll charge money for them and some people are out there Mm. that's something i I always warn people about, it's like, you have to really do your homework. Don't just talk to that one person who got a dog and seems to be doing well. You've talked to a lot of people, ask about the training uh, because some people, there, there, there have been well, a couple of organizations. Well, it's like anything
2: that, where, there's, where there's a demand, people yeah. can, organizations can can see money in that and, and rip people off, unfortunately. And you can see how, uh, certainly in this country as well, that the waiting lists are very long for the um the reputable organizations understandably um and so people are desperate and they go elsewhere and they end up with dogs that aren't aren't trained yeah. to the same standards
4: and they pay a lot of money for them yeah. and then yeah. you can't even if you know it's you can't rely on that and um it, it can actually be uh, worse than not having a dog because you think I'm okay. My dog didn't alert and you're actually, you know, spinning yeah. into low blood sugar about to have a seizure, um, yeah. you know, across the street. So, um, yeah, so it's really, you have to be very, very careful. So I'm hoping, really hope that, more good organizations, more good trainers will be out there and and working hand in hand with science, with with the best training methods that are out there and holding themselves to the highest standards, mm. and um, and and having more of these dogs do this because the dogs really like to work. The dogs, it's it's not a chore for them, and the dogs aren't always working. They they play. They get to cut out and be be just regular old dogs too, and they have play dates together with other working dogs or they'll just go to the park. But the this is a need that's really that that needs to be met if if uh, just these people the lives that they enhance are so beautiful and it's such Mm a it's a relationship that goes back and forth because the dogs really get a lot out of it as well Mm -hmm. and they're they i mean they they really enjoy the job the ones i've seen the ones that i have been lucky enough to meet and i've met many are really dedicated to this and um it is an it's a it's a market that really has a lot of room for expansion um, for people to, to, to train dogs on this. And, and again, this isn't just for a mom paw thing. This is aligning with the best scientific, the, the latest and greatest mm-hmm. um, recommendations for how to do this. But uh, there's a lot of room for growth for sure. Uh,
0: and you had another question yeah (laughs) uh, sorry I know we've 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 gone over the hour mark so sorry for keeping you a little bit long but yeah that's fine we would be remiss if we didn't mention um COVID-19 I think Ah. um but um we had I can't remember who the clip was from was it Nat that you you played it to Kat actually on the podcast didn't you of um was it one of our government ministers I'm not sure
2: yeah, one of our uh he was actually a health one of the health advisors um mm-hmm. for COVID nineteen um was uh on a kind of um news type show, you know, being asked and he was quite dismissive about the potential um effectiveness of using dogs, um and which got my back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so it would be great to uh be able to sort of sell the wares of of how these dogs could be used. I think like you said earlier, people tend to think that you're you're there live with the dog. And sometimes you are, you know, but but um other times they're used more like a lab where labrador, um where <laughs> you might take a swab and then send it off to the lab. Um so yeah, it was it was it was difficult to see actually that that it was being dismissive i know claire and her organization are working on um covid19 stuff and i made them aware of this particular clip so that they could get in touch with the powers that be um but um i know the 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 uh, version of the book that you sent me has a sort of addendum doesn't it at the the end about covid19 um could, could you give us a bit of
1: a summary? Sure.
4: Well, my, uh, my hardcover book came out in um, October of 2019. So obviously no sign of COVID. Mm. But when it came time to look at the paperback and see if there are any things to correct or change, the only thing I had to, I I begged for (laughs) uh, any space at all to talk about COVID-19. I got three pages at the end, which is Mm. great, because otherwise it would have come out and been so tone deaf. We're talking about dog sniffing disease and we're not mentioning COVID in the middle of a pandemic so um at that point you know COVID hadn't killed nearly as many people mm. but um but it's it's very promising actually uh, and what you said is true there are well there's a lot of work going on around the world in laboratory settings in behind the scenes to mm. see if dogs can do this, this proof of concept, right? And uh, it seems that dogs can and they can do it very well. Uh, some some people are saying 100%, you know, I'm not so sure about that, but 95, 94% uh, seems to be the case. And uh, most of the people are using sweat now. So, and sweat is not, like they'll basically rub the back of your neck or do an underarm swab. That is not something that can, um, that the dogs will get ill from, that's not something that humans are worried you don't have to worry about that to for contagion. At first, they were using um, nasal pharyngeal swabs and other things that could be mm. contagious, but and and some may still be, it's very efficient, but this is a this is a really good way to train the dogs. And they seem to be really good at detecting um, apparently the virus itself, but really what we care about is the scent on people, how COVID changes the scent mm. on people, and if dogs can most importantly detect the scent on asymptomatic people, right? because mm-hmm. yeah you know if you have a fever or whatever you, it doesn't really that you, you kind of figure you might have it but um and early work seems to show that dogs can detect it on asymptomatic people now there's a there's still a lot of questions for instance um there are a lot of coronaviruses are dogs detecting coronaviruses in general mm-hmm. or this specific one and how about you know all the variants um so that's a big question that that remains to be answered but even if they're even if they're overkill, even if they're responding to all coronaviruses, for instance, uh, it's okay. It's Mm. better, better too much than not enough. Right. Uh, But there are still, they're still working on a lot of questions and it's wonderful to see this happening around the world. As soon as I learned about COVID last january i said okay this is a job for the dogs they have to get dogs involved and in fact uh very quickly dogs were starting on this and medical detection dogs is one of the first mm-hmm. and uh the work is very very promising you know it's with the vaccinations i and i'm really hoping that that will take care of most of it and uh, the continued masking and everything else but we're you know we're probably going to be dealing with this for quite a while and the dogs uh, now they're at about five airports around the world it's not many but it's very interesting to see and some of them are still in study phases but um, for the most part they're behind the scenes as you were talking about in the they'll they'll get the swab and the dogs will sniff that rather than the person directly but in the us uh, there was uh, just uh, i don't know if you heard about the basketball team the miami heat they they had dogs sniffing people directly they finally were admitting people back into games and a very limited capacity Mm -hmm. but one of the things they had to do was uh go buy some sniffer dogs and now i'm not really sure how well these dogs were trained or i I didn't hear any results but it made news because you Mm -hmm. know people were going to be sniffed directly by these dogs as you would at an airport for instance when you're Mm -hmm. standing in line and you don't know if they're sniffing for narcotics or explosives or whatever well everyone knew they had to stand there and they had to have their hands at their sides and the dog would walk by and if the dog sat then you have to leave you have to go with your party and you get a refund and not you game. don't go
1: with the <laughs> basketball
4: game yeah. um, and so at airports what happens is usually you'll you'll uh, do a rapid pcr test which are not very reliable mm. and um then you'll, you'll be screened in a lot of airports like in the uae the uae was um the first to uh, to do this uh, to employ dogs, and they've got quite a few. And the dogs are uh, sniffing underarm swabs in another part of the airport, and they're they're really you know they're very good at this. And they've expanded it to other airports. So that seems to the thing is it's not fast. The goal uh, that medical detection dogs had put out there, their their doctors they're working with is they want to be able to screen about 250 people an hour per dog. And they did, I don't know if you saw the video of them, they were in Paddington Station doing, uh, doing some tests. Scr- oh, no, I haven't tests. seen that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they were there with, uh, with uh, Camilla Parker-Bowles. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you refer to her there? The Duchess of... Yeah, well, I have her. no idea. Yeah, well, the Duchess. <laughs> and they were there. They were there with her, mom. Um, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. She's such a huge benefactor to the organization. Yeah, I did read and about And such that, a supporter. Yeah, yeah, she was there. Um, actually, these dogs have performed in front of the queen. Yeah, uh, in front of your queen. She's a she's a big fan too, and they've done really well. But they did a test run at Paddington with some people who were wearing COVID. Uh, clothing with some COVID scent on it. And the dogs did really, really well. So that's a case where maybe they can be there. So I'm really hopeful that the dogs, when it comes time, will be able to help society reopen safely. Maybe they'll have them in schools, in certainly in sporting events, at, at busy train stations, Mm -hmm. and they can just be one more layer in keeping people safe for screening. And, you know, as long as there's backup and it's not just the dogs, but a lot of places uh, for travel have been requiring um, COVID tests, negative COVID tests to come into like even to Hawaii for a Mm. while. So um, that's, it's just a, just an addition to that. And the thing is that, you know, there aren't, this is really in the early stages and for the most part, and to get get this up to speed, to get enough dogs out there. It's going to take a lot to really wrap this up so dogs can be all over the world doing this. So not sure how much we'll see, but where the dogs will be. I really think they will have a, a lot of good effect on making people feel more comfortable. Let's see, even at my local shopping mall, mm-hmm. I'm not going there right now, but yeah. if there were dogs there, you know, I would feel more comfortable going because I know how good dogs are at this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd have to know a little more about the training because again, we're mm-hmm. talking, you know, people people are seeing, you know, dollar signs or whatever, and mm-hmm. they, they may not be doing the best job, the best science. So it's always good to see who's doing this. But I, I think that, uh, you know, if they prove themselves that I would really trust them. So it's hopeful. And uh, it, this is maybe even the most important jobs, job dogs have had ever if they can help us get mm. through this and and help us feel safer and and reintroduce us to each other and to to the world and help the world become a safer place i mean wow what a what a great legacy for the dogs right and so that's, that's the uh, next book sorted then right? <laughs> well, i think people are going to be pretty tired about covid i'm not i'm not gonna be writing about it. I don't want to write a book about COVID. There will be plenty of other people writing books about COVID. <laughs> but I do keep up with it on my Dr. Dog's news as best I can. Um, mm. And uh, because there's always something going on. In fact, the cancer research has taken a backseat. Right now, to COVID, um, mm. to COVID detection, dogs obviously for for good reason. But hopefully, they'll get back to that when the nor- when the world becomes a, a better place. we it's very slow uh, vaccine wise in the U.S. I don't know how far ahead we're recording this show, but I, I think it's you have the same issue we do mm. uh, with um, not getting enough. But we by the time you know, like if someone listens to this months after, uh, hopefully the world will be a much better place, and maybe oh, dogs yeah. will have been a part of making that happen. With very nice. With, Science and dog noses and vigilance. You know, we'd like to have our old world back, and we might.
0: I can I can get down with that, definitely. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, look. Thank you so much. It's a it's wonderful book. It's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful book. I, I smashed you. through it. Um, I sh- <laughs> should have got me to do your audio book. I'd, I'd have been through it in about three days. Um, I, yeah, I, I love it. Everyone needs to go out and buy it. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. fabulous. It's brilliant. I am going to go and buy all your other books as well. And yeah. I would like to read those. Um, uh, we'll
4: and, have
2: to have you on again yeah. if you would
4: like to. I would love to because there are so yeah. many other dog jobs I've written about that I love. Exactly. talking about so yeah. and who knows I may have one in the works for the future um, but, Ooh, well you know but it involves travel so you know I'm sitting here now yeah. um, but I love <laughs> it's been really fun being on with you guys I've listened to your show now several times and your energy oh. is absolutely contagious so thank you it's oh, been really really fun oh, being here with you yeah. thank you so much it's, it's been you. great thank you uh,
2: before you go we do need a picture of us all and I think the plastic nose should also oh for um, sure be in the photo
1: not right.
2: this, though. <laughs> yeah, you I? Okay. You can yes, do that if you want. You. Right. Three, two, one. Lovely. All right. Oh, that was great. Do looks you want really one good. on the
4: side, too? So, like, I'm not some weirdo, just in case. Like, it's well, like... we're, we're weird, anyways. So oh, so good. I'll do, okay. I'll, sure I'll do another one. Hang on. on. You ready? On. One, two,
2: three. Lovely.
4: Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've this been a star. Really fun, you thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank I'll let you guys. know when
0: it's um, when it's up and coming. Yeah. Um, probably be some point over the weekend. Um, oh, but yeah,
4: they fast. Yeah. yeah, he's really quick. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's great. Magic I can't wait. Quiz. And I get to listen to your earworm, right? And then that will be in my yes. head again. yay Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much, no and thanks problem. for staying up late for this in oh, California.
0: Our oh, really. pleasure. Oh, all right. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye, you too, All guys. right, speak to you Bye-bye. soon, Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You do like dogs and I like dogs and you like dogs and, We do like dogs and I like dogs and you like dogs and, yeah. We like dogs and I like dogs and I like dogs and, Whoa, w- pff, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Mind blown again. I could have again. listened
2: to her all night.
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, What? Uh, just fabulous. Oh. I don't I don't know how I sometimes I sit and I'm listening to people and I'm just thinking I'm just in my little house in Southampton (laughs) just talking to a New York Times best-selling author about dogs and science all the things that I love um and I just I I say every time just feel just incredibly humbled incredibly uh, just massive amounts of gratitude to everyone everyone and anyone but Maria what a fabulous interview thank Um,
2: you so much for coming on and oh she speaks so passionately doesn't she you can tell you could
0: really tell so involved
2: in in all the stories well you you can't not be i mean look how much we were moved by it just reading the stories and then looking at the pictures imagine sitting down with those people and actually seeing the bond firsthand it must have been an amazing book to research
0: i Um, yeah i I, again we probably need we, we need to have her on again uh, yeah, the, we do. The three other books as well, four other books, three other books. I, other
2: books. I really want to go for Secret Service. Dogs. Yeah, that's
0: the one that I was on.
2: Yeah.
0: So Marie, you've got to come on again. It's official. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and you can't absolutely can't say no, or we'll set Greg Wallace on you. <laughs> and here he is. Because I hear him. He's knocking on the door now. Here he comes. Whoa. It's
3: the Greg Wallace moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. There he is, all buff, all lockdown buff. Great.
2: Have you got over his his uh, photo that I shared with him you, last time? I've just yet, embraced
0: or... it. I've got a pic- I've got a picture of him up in every room in my house of him, but mm-hmm. I, there's no getting over it, I don't think. I just you've just got to <laughs> learn to live with it, I think. There's
2: there's before life before you've seen Greg yeah. Wallace with this top off and life after. Yeah, and life yeah. after
0: has been thrilling. So he- I'm happy. <laughs> BG before Greg. So <laughs> <Before Greg. laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we're all going to talk about now. Uh, now. Uh, right. So, uh, oh God, this was difficult. So many things to pick from, but um... the whole book is a wow, isn't it? Really,
2: I've picked one that is slightly a uh, bit more ex- obscure that you wouldn't think about dogs being used in. Oh, I wonder situations. if you picked the same
0: one as me. In in a oh, three hundred you... page book. I wonder if yeah. you got some. No, you go first, go on, because I've got another sure? one if you have picked the same one. Yeah, go on.
2: Okay. Um uh, again, it's about uh, kind of dogs being emotional emotionally supportive. Mm-hmm. Um so Uh, Prosecutors and judges are finding that the presence of a well-trained dog aids witness testimony by providing the victim with emotional support and comfort both in the witness room and the courtroom Success stories are beginning to emerge demonstrating that the use of canines in the courtroom not only provides the victim with a more positive outcome but also offers the victim a positive, life-changing experience
0: Nice. Nice I loved
2: the fact I loved the alliteration canines in the courtroom please make that show <laughs> isn't that great it's, it's lovely because it must be so like I mean bad enough that something bad has happened to you to for you to end up in court having to give evidence but I was on the jury I was have you ever done jury service
0: I have done jury service yeah
2: I found mm. it so scary
0: I fell asleep I,
2: was,
0: I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep right and I when I woke up, it might have been one of those little micro-sleeps, but when I woke up, the judge was staring right at me, looked really oh, angry dear. Like, Oh, Christ
2: Did he God. bang his little gavel and no, say, he, Order!
0: No, he didn't. But he, oh. he made it quite clear that I should not fall asleep again.
2: No, well, it's very... It's... It's a very serious thing being on a jury.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: I, I yeah, I felt like I was on trial. I was scared. Um, had there been a dog there, brilliant. But I wouldn't have been a very good
0: juror then because I
2: would have just been staring at the dog the whole time not listening to the case.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I, I, I've i always had a thing where, like, whenever you stick me in, like, some sort of classroom situation like that, my, my general reaction is just nod off. Um, huh. Yeah, so... Um... Yes. I'll keep that in mind. That's why I never went to university. Although, <laughs> well, think, well, now thinking of all the sleep I would have got, it's actually, it actually sounds quite nice. It sounds <laughs> yeah. Quite good. Um, Did, was
2: mine the same as yours, or you got a different no,
0: one? No, I've got a different one. I've, I've lost okay, my that's good. Now. Hang on a minute. So, yeah, mine's again, similar thing, though. Something where you wouldn't think that, uh, that dogs would be of any help in is in sleeping. Uh, issues sleep disorders things along those lines Um, uh, so they talk about things like sleep apnea and stuff like that and how dogs can be used for that but this one really did give me a greg wallace wow one i think i audibly wallaced during the middle of this one so nightmares uh so i'm going to just read out like dr rose has young patients incorporating their pets into their nightmares to help manipulate the course of troubling dreams the dog should be sleeping close to the child, preferably right next to the bed, so the child can see her and reach out and touch her. Say a boy has been having a reoccurring dream involving a monster chasing him and trying to hurt him. Dr Rose asks him what kind of superpower he'd like for combating the monster. He says he'd be a great swordsman. She asks superpa- what, what the dog's superpower would be. He says that his dog could fly. They devise a scenario where the next time he has this dream, he goes after the monster with his sword, knowing his dog is right beside him. And when it's time, he can grab hold of his dog and they can chase the monster away from a safe distance. She has the boy rehearse this in his head and write it down until it's ingrained. If the boy wakes up afterward, the dog is right there in real life. Even just having the dog there before sleep is grounding and reassuring for children with nightmares, she says. It's a more creative version of a technique called imagery rehearsal therapy, IRT. She often uses IRT with adults who have nightmares related to post-traumatic stress disorder, although she doesn't use dogs as partners. It's a way of breaking into lucid dreaming so the dreamer has an element of control and can help shape his or her actions in the dream. I just, wow. How cool is that? First of all, just how cool is it that someone thought of it? There, there's a good bit here. Um, it's in my notes for the interview. I don't know where. Oh, let's have a look. If I can go back. There's a, a really interesting bit. Sorry. Yeah, Boris Leveson in the 1960s. He did a presentation. So he was a psychologist. did a presentation to the American Psychological Association um, describing how he'd noticed that his dog, his dog came to work with him, his dog jingles, had a quite a dramatic effect on the patients. Um, and I think ah. what they were talking about trying to remember here was that they would be more open to talking when the dog was around um yeah kind of alluding to what you were saying a minute ago um but he was just laughed out the room um you know everyone was like what's this guy talking about and then here we go you know however many years later and someone has come up with this idea dr rose i don't know if she came up with the idea but um just awesome
2: I'm, I'm fascinated by the dog part but also the fact that you can influence your dreams so much oh how cool you, is that
0: have you ever seen a film called waking life
2: uh no
0: it's a bit uh it's quite heady and it's kind of half animated half real they, they do a thing called stetroscoping i think it is where you, where they uh, they draw over the cells of the film so it's like
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah. Really
0: cool um uh like the Take On Me video, like the Take On Me video, exactly. <laughs> it is. It's quite in fairness. It is, quite, it is yeah. quite like that. It's it has different styles as the film goes on, but it's all about lucid dreaming. And I watched that film at a very um, susceptible age, shall we say, in my life. And then I went on a mission for about six months to try and lucid dream. And I got to the point where I could become aware I was in the dream. So when I was, you know, you do it accidentally sometimes, don't you? Well, I got to the point where I could actually like it. it I had a reoccurring dream at the time. This is a bit of a long conversation, but I had this reoccurring dream, kind of a, not a nightmare, an uncomfortable dream. And if I was having that dream, I could be quite lucid within it. So I could, I could catch myself like going down. So the dream was all about me going back to school um but during an alien invasion (laughs) wow and it got quite scary towards the end of the dream but i used to be able to catch myself in the middle and rather than going in one direction i'd go the other direction and then i would be able to sort of almost talk myself out and wake myself out of it but yeah if you look into lucid dreaming there's loads of uh weird and wacky things that people that people do with it some people control their like or claim to be able to really control their dreams and be able to have the dream they want and fly around and do all of this sort of mm, stuff so, yeah mm. yeah. I don't know how scientific any of it is but it definitely definitely worked for me I can say that <laughs> 100% um, yeah that I I got to the point where you need what you need to do is you need to find god here we go Steve here comes Steve again uh don't (laughs) complain to me if this turns out to be complete bunk but what you've got to do is you need to ground your so you need to ground your dream in something so if if it's a familiar location like like my old school was you when you're awake you say when you get to this point you're gonna touch like a doorway or touch something or do something like that so then if you ingrain a bit like that we're saying there about ingraining it over and over again yeah when you get to that point of the dream you can suddenly just become conscious that you're sort of in it, which wow. is very bizarre. So, I
2: guess that in this example, the dog becomes the, the grounder.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that makes me feel a little bit better because it actually does sound a bit like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rather than <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going down Woo Town. Woo Town, ticket for woo-hoo, one. Woo, someone woo-hoo. call the cops. There's a woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but it's a thing. Here you go. Science says, yeah. science says, science backs me up. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: They were good, Greg's.
0: Double gregging. That was a double yeah. gregging. Um, can, can he get buffer for next week? I don't think he can. No. I wonder. If- um,
2: most people that do these things then then give up, don't they? Yeah. And end up fat. Yeah. So, or, or back to the way they were. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see if he can keep it up.
0: We'll see if he can keep up. I feel like you're talking to me there. No, <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. It's like throwing a challenge down. How, how long can you noom for, Steve? I'll tell you yeah. i tell you how long. Until the pubs are open, that's how long I can do it. Yeah, for. yeah, true. <laughs> right, okay. Shall we well um we have had, again we've had a bumper bag of questions, so let's yeah, we move really on have. to our questions sections. Okay. Questions let's sections? Oh. Questions seconds. Poe and I didn't know it. Question, 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 questions, questions. 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 questions.
2: What's this? This? What's
0: I doing? love this bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying Get this Get to video. hear from people. Getting some inventive questions as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, um. Okay, let's go for it. So, uh, Michelle
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, Yeltsnell, I hope I've said that correctly, Michelle. Mm-hmm. She has asked, "What's your? what's been your favourite lockdown walk? She's got a lovely golf course where she can walk um, her doggy, Stan.
0: She's got uh, a golf who- course, well, she owns one.
2: She she doesn't say, yeah. She says at the golf course, not at my Uh, golf course. So um, I was going to
0: say I'll be be giving her a shout. Take my dog down there. Sounds lovely. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, Apparently, Stan likes uh, duck poo for snacks.
0: Stan is. I know Stan. Stan is lovely. Uh, Ah, what what
2: um, what does Stan like?
0: uh actually michelle's partner owns uh is a little shout out for you i think it's called roots street food they're vegan oh really how's oh, that the- them yeah and oh Ooh, my yeah. god if you live anywhere around the sort of like hampshire well i think they're based in fairham um but oh 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 strike me down
2: amazing yeah
0: cool. Oh, we were yeah. going to
2: do that for your birthday, weren't we? But then COVID yeah. broke
0: everything. Yeah, I've Got mm. my second COVID birthday coming up by looks of it. Anyway, mm. hey, 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 problems, Hey-ho. hey,
2: hey, um. But anyway, so uh, favorite lockdown walk. Uh, well, blah, 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 blah. Um, my favorite lockdown walk is is also my favorite walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got I got the field. All the dogs get to go off there. That's great. Um, but I've got a. Uh, Wildlife Trust Nature Reserve just down the road called Swanet Lakes and I can walk down there um, and go sort of through fields and woodland and um, it's about I don't know three and a half four miles to do the round trip it's a really nice walk hmm. um, and I, I did it for the first time the other day because we kind of avoid that because it's so boggy yeah. it's one of those walks where you have to choose when you do it you know. Um, but it's, it's such a lovely spring walk as well because you get all the different plants coming up in the different habitats
0: um it's beautiful down there isn't it is, is I love there, it used to be an old quarry
2: uh, yeah well, it's it was linked to the brickworks uh, so they used to excavate the the clay for the bricks which is why the lakes were uh built
0: uh, excavated.
2: I've the, been down the there, there for dips. years. Yeah, we should go
0: down there. I've been down there for donkey's yonks Yeah, yeah the last time I was down there, I had
2: huge
0: cows just wandering around.
2: Yeah, that conservation grazing.
0: Big old horns on them. Mm. Quite scary. Don't like cows. Unpredictable. oh <laughs> I mean, I've got nothing against them. I'm not going out like purposefully to, you know. Well, they're big, aren't they? are big they are big. But yeah, if you just come across one of them and they got those big old horns, yeah. you're a bit like, hello. They usually
2: they usually got quite a few friends. You don't usually come across one. Yeah, day, do you?
0: exactly, exactly. And that's what you got to watch out for. They, yeah. they they bunch together. Maybe. Um, my favourite walk. Uh, wow. Well, um, I love going to a place called Chilling Beach with my dogs it's really lovely um and on a sunny day it feels like you're abroad somewhere it's got um big cliffs up one side i say big cliffs you know englishy size size cliffs um hills and I don't scoops know. nearly kill
2: himself jumping off he did one jump of them off once. one of
0: those one day yeah idiot absolute idiot I've never, <laughs> I've never run so fast in all my life i swear to god <laughs> it just i, look, I was like i said what's he got and like he, and i just looked over the edge and he's down like quite a way down on the beach looking at me just wagging his tail and i'm looking down and i'm like how did he get down i get there's no he must have kind of sort of scraped his way down he, I, he couldn't have jumped down he couldn't have it's that high you yeah know, I'm, I'm not joking i'm talking 30 foot something like that maybe
2: he had a really good kind of go limp reflex and he just flopped down
0: well, I was you know, convinced like, that, I, that he would be injured in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But the problem was, for me to get down to the beach was about half a mile in the other direction because the cliff yeah. gradually goes one down, down, down. To down, get down. down to,
2: isn't So there? I yeah.
0: sprinted, sprinted down there, then sprinted back to where he was because he didn't come and meet me because you know um, I just <laughs> told Corinne to wait at the top of the cliff, like just keep him there, and he was fine. I just, I just and I looked up at the cliff and there weren't any scrapey, scratchy marks or. I just... Oh, God. My heart just... It...
2: Did he have um, some little red shiny shoes on?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have helped. At least it would have made more sense if he had have had them on. Um, yeah, he
2: could just be tra- teleporting. Yeah.
0: But I'd forgotten about that trauma, so thanks for... Uh... Oh, I'm so sorry.
2: Trauma can be a funny story once you know everyone's okay.
0: Yeah. What is it? Um, comedy is tragedy plus time or something. It? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's one of my favourite walks. It's, it's lovely. It's beautiful. Um, and when the tide's out, I, I was taking peaches down there about six o'clock in the morning. Um, but I also, I just wanted to, my, my the walk that I go to probably most other than the field that I use um, is... Uh, the airfield i've mentioned it before in this podcast i think and because it got a bit muddy recently i've been exploring and peach's recall is really good now she's been brilliant we've been exploring like the inner like the hidden little paths around it and i found i found the other day like an expanse of open field within the airfield that i didn't even know was there and i've been using this place for years and years so yeah, that's been exciting as well. But yeah, obviously we can't can't go that many places. I've been taking my dogs to meet my mum and dad on little walks, which is always nice as well. So oh, that's, that's been nice. quite nice. And Peach has been very good. Very good on them. Oh, they, no no pulling my arm out of my socket for a squirrel. Good
2: bear. Good bear.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, good question.
2: Yeah, very good question. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, okay. Next one is from Catherine Saines. She says, what are your favorite tricks or behaviors to teach that make living with your dog easier? Uh, she says she's quite new to dog training. Recently had to teach a hand touch and a retrieve as part of a course I was doing. And it's revolutionary my life. Now when my mm. spaniel seals my socks, he brings them back hey. <laughs> and I have a way to move him around that doesn't involve pulling his collar. Big wins.
0: I remember when trip. I learned hand touches for the first time, and it is one of those real, like wow, sort of like moments. Yeah. yeah. Any yeah, that was good. Oh, I don't know. What do you think?
2: Uh, I think probably mine is um, uh, how I teach my dogs to walk towards me and put their own head through their harness.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a cool. So one. It, uh,
2: basically, when I get the dogs ready for their walk, I just hold. The corresponding harness out in front of me, and then the right dog comes and puts their head through it, and then I clip it up. That's, That's done.
0: Cool. Oh, I, I need, mean, need a video of that.
2: Yeah, they're they're all pretty good. <laughs> um, Fish is sometimes a bit too overexcited and is just wiggling around too much. So you have to kind of hold yeah. him a little bit. Um, and Jack is so keen to go on a walk that he tries to stick his head through everyone's harness, even if he's wearing <laughs> one. So, um, oh, you know, him. it's not perfect, but it's a lot better than me having to go to them.
0: I saw his haircut. You look good. I thought he looked good.
2: Yeah, it's, it's not close up. It doesn't.
0: <laughs> We've been doing a bit of, yeah, a bit of um, uh, bum tapiry uh we call it with peaches recently because she's start so so you only got to look at her and she develops a mat of some description so (laughs) you've got to try and get in there just before they you know become anything too too problematic so she's on a daily um licky mat and snip (laughs) routine at the moment which she's enjoying she's loving it um uh i got mine I think as you were saying that, I've got it. So I've done a, I, I recently developed an online course uh, called Fun and Focus in 4. It's just a fun thing, like a follow-on for people that have been on our puppy courses where we've, we've picked in four things over four weeks. And what we're trying to do is just build off the foundations of some of the things we've done. So we're doing, we are doing settling, we're doing trust-based grooming. So it's all things that have been relevant to the podcast, actually. Yeah. Um, we are doing loosely walking, loosely walking. Everyone loves a bit of that. And... My one that I pick for this question, back up. So teaching your dog to back up. Which ah, has become
1: yeah.
0: incredibly useful with peaches. And I used it only today when I came back with me shopping. Um, yeah. Now, I want to say something here. Because I used... I actually used, uh, again, podcast relevant, um, Sassafras's um, book uh, to...
2: Oh, yeah. To do to the protocol it. with
0: it. To do the teacher with it. And um, I... So I use the cue back up, and I'd already started teaching um, Peach a backup before before I went on with all of my students. But in Sassafras's book, she says rather than saying the cue back up, to do
1: beep beep
3: beep <laughs> instead,
0: which I think is just adorable. So all yeah. of our all of our um, all of our students now are doing beep. Beep! I'm getting all amazing. these WhatsApp videos of them just going beep, beep, and their dogs walking backwards. Which is just ah, oh,
2: that's great. Amazing. Yeah, I use that one as well. It's great. Yeah. And I've got, for some reason, only with Jackie dog, um, I taught him move it means. Get
0: up and get out of the way. Yeah. We've got a similar one with Peach. We just go up up in the kitchen. Yeah. She she just she loves the kitchen. She lays in it, but God I haven't got the biggest kitchen in the world and she's just Yeah,
2: she must take up
0: the whole blooming thing. She lived the other day with her face just pressed against the wall. And I'm like, What are you you doing? She's like I'm I'm comfortable, leave me alone.
2: Jack Jack's favourite spot at the moment is in the baby gate in the lounge. She likes to lean against it, but it means that if you go upstairs (sighs) You open the baby gate and his head just falls out into the hallway. And uh, then you've got to kind of pick his head up while shutting the door again. So you don't trap an ear or something in the... Ugh.
0: peaches. So
2: that's why the move, you know...
0: Did, does it like like is Jack sort of like coming through each of the bars? Like yeah, sort of yeah but it's that, I
2: think he face. likes the like feeling. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well and Drax loves that because then he gets to lie on the floor in the hallway I'm and bury himself the... in Jack's yeah.
0: Oh that's sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. Uh yeah. but there's
2: loads of them and then you know, um if anyone's looking for any tips, then let's share all of our favorite tricks. That's a really good question. That is a Patrick. good question. We should put that um, out. Useful, on that useful, you know, life hacks, isn't it?
0: Yep. Yep. Yep, um, yep.
2: Okay. Right. Next one from Emma Stedman. What three things do you do for your self-care?
0: Ooh. Uh, well, we, we, um, we, th- we almost talked about this, didn't we, at the beginning about self-care and stuff? Um, I, three things I have written down, uh, I've written down five, but I'm going to pick three out of it. Um, <laughs> well, recently, actually, we've been, we've been focusing a lot on our, on our own self-care, myself and Corin. like trying to get the balance of our life right in terms of like work-life balance, you know, making mm. sure our dogs have every, all of their needs met, all of that sort of stuff, because yeah. that makes us happier. Yeah. Um, so I have put chess cause we really got into chess and, and I've, I thought I'd mentioned today that the last chess match, I whooped Corin. uh, I'm going to put, <laughs> I put cooking, me and Corin really love cooking together mm-hmm. and we like to think of new recipes. So we find that really mindful and the eating part is obviously yeah, yeah, fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, reading, reading, reading has been, you know, it's really, I've read so many books this this uh, year. I've done six books already this year. Um wow. So yeah, reading has been really, really good. Um,
2: yeah, good. Um, I do I do lots of things really, but I think probably the the biggest ones are jigsaws. Mm-hmm. So basically, i I do my jigsaws on the coffee table, but I take the the pillow off the 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 sofa footstool and I sit on the floor so I sit cross-legged in front of the coffee table and I do my jigsaw in front of the fire um, and um, I've usually got a glass of wine or something on the go Um, in the evening this is by the way Um, (laughs) (laughs) just to clarify And, and then because I'm on the floor all the dogs can come and lie around me and on me and so I'm just basically surrounded by cushions and dogs and doing a jigsaw and that makes me very, very happy. Nice. Um, Sounds so nice. So, jigs, Jigsaws is one. Um, uh, walking my dogs. So, just watching my dogs mm. is is two. Um, and, uh, well, can I just say watching animals? Because I love watching the bird feeder. I could do that for hours. Um, and then uh, a bath. I do like a
0: bath. Oh, lovely bath time. Lovely
2: Lovely bath.
0: Yeah, that yeah, that sounds good. I, I I wrote down other things as well, going for lovely walks with the dogs, all of that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But yeah, it's important, it's important. It's a good question. Very
2: important. Because
0: it is important yeah. to take care of yourself because without being mindful about it, I just just I I burn out really really quickly.
2: Oh, um, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because
0: I get excited, I enjoy my job, so I get quite excited by it.
2: Yeah. And yeah.
0: then I get I also makes me anxious sometimes, you know, when you're thinking mm. about you know client cases and things and and yeah so um you've got to you've got to do it and i think um we, we i didn't just now I'm, i mean i'm 42 now and i think now about now we're just getting the balance right but that is in the middle of a pandemic so it does make life yeah maybe, i a know bit easier it's
1: not, yeah, <laughs> i don't know yeah. i don't
0: know i don't know if it makes it easier or worse i don't know then i think there's this it's base different. level of sort of anxiety that everyone has yeah <laughs> I'm gonna be in the next set of uh, people for the vaccine I think I heard today I think they're doing oh, really? o- over 40s next so I'm, oh. I'm being all old and decrepit I'm gonna get I'm gonna get know. wow yeah yeah well what a good question. I like that It
2: was a very very good question
1: yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, okay we've got a few more so let's get through these. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kelly uh, Horsepole asks what's something you've learned or been reminded of recently uh to do with dog training?
0: Oh, I know this. Um, so uh, we did um, Peter Gildon's webinar the other day. Oh, did um, you? It was great. It was brilliant. Yeah. If anyone was it w- the er-
2: errorless
1: one? The errorless learning, learning one. Learning yeah. One,
0: yep. It was um, full of fantastic videos and slides, and and, and Peter Gildon was just brilliant. Very. He's a hands. He's an animated hands man. I'm an animated hands man. Yeah. I, I love him even more. Um, but uh, he was saying when um, when things aren't going or or when you don't think that your your animal that you're working with is into doing any sort of training to have what he called a relate moment um which is basically just sort of like you're just trying to check do they still want to hang around with me if they do you know maybe you do like a little bit of cuddling maybe you just sit with them and watch the world go by or something like that just uh you know bring it all bring everything down and relax everything so i've been doing relate moments um out on my dog walks with my doggie so oh, just nice. every now and again we just sort of stop sit down i see if they'll come to me first of all just to check if they like me um <laughs> and they do and they sit next to me and we have a little cuddle and we just sort of sit and I was um, I was doing it with Peach today, and she was sort of air scenting something. So I'm kind of talking to her. What do you smell? I even joined in. I was like, yeah, (laughs) with her like that, and she seemed to be really, seemed to really appreciate that I joined in with the sniffing. I could just see it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I I think it's really made a difference. Um, yeah, it really, really has. Um, so yeah, that's been something that I've learned recently that um that I've implemented.
2: I think. Do you remember Big K saying, uh, be intentional, but not intense?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I love that. And I think we can sometimes get a bit intense when we're trying to train something yeah. or we're trying to work on something. So having moments like that where you just chill for a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just be. Uh, yeah. is
2: really important. Um, what have I been reminded of? Uh, my friend, Linda Ryan, who's a brilliant behaviorist, um, did uh, put up a video about um, consent based handling and I've been meaning to put together my vet kit for my dogs mm. for ages. And I just haven't. So, so I did. So I ordered some little syringes um, and I already had my stethoscope and I've got some cocktail sticks and uh, clicky biros. And every day I've just been doing a um, couple of minutes with each of the dogs doing pretend injections uh, or pretend listening to their heart, um, which is just fun. Something we've different.
0: been we've been doing a similar thing um, uh, I think P- 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 Corinne it's probably inspired by you I should imagine um, <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah so it's, it's, it's quite simple things to do isn't it but make a big yeah. difference in the in the, in the long exactly.
2: run exactly exactly yeah.
0: another good question
2: yeah very good question Kelly good okay start. right uh, Keris asks what behaviour have you accidentally captured and your dog has learned it super quick so you have to reboot <laughs>
0: I didn't reboot it but um, recently we've taught um, I don't know if anyone's ever seen the film A Happy Gilmore but we uh, we taught film to tap dance because she she, when she gets excited her little feet tippy tap and and I'm trying to get her to do it on the cue tap 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 a roo Um, (laughs) So yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reboot it. But yeah, it, it it was totally captured. She was just sat on top of a bench in a, in our field one day and she's just there because I was walking towards her just tippy-tapping her feet. So yeah, yeah so we just started marking it and, and capturing it. It's adorable.
2: Oh tap tap tap-a-roo. <laughs> tap-a-roo. Love it. Can't wait to see that end result. Yeah, I'll try and um, record it. What have I done? Uh I've just made loads of sort of stupid mistakes when I'm not paying attention and then ended up reinforcing something I really didn't want to. Mm. Um, Gru is so rude around food. It's unbelievable. Uh, But I've obviously, I've reinforced it. So his way of saying, can I have a bit of that, please, is to come right up to you and stare at you and go... (laughs) and honestly anyone anyone that didn't know him or know me would be like oh my god look at that dog he's so aggressive and it's like no he's that he thinks that's the way to ask for something um also uh when I first very first started out there was this ridiculous notion that if you taught a dog to bark you could then tell them to be quiet
0: oh yeah I've I've fallen down that trap. yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) why did I do that I did that with Jack and he hasn't shut up since. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's one. So, that, that's called learning the hard way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I did that. laughs> yeah so, so yeah, just silly things. Um, I think
0: I saw the moment that my, it was Rocco. I, I think I saw the moment that Rocco worked out. Hang on a minute. When I bark, I get treats. I think I saw, <laughs> yeah. I think I saw the light bulb moment go off yeah. in his brain. And I remember thinking, Oh crap. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. And it, it's obviously me and my dogs but Fish's way of waking us up cuz he needs a wee in the middle of the night is to stand by the baby gate looking where he needs to go and just go
1: <clears throat> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: like the ring, you know? It's like that kind and of, or no, the grudge is
0: the grudge. Got a little which
2: is great in the middle of the night in the dark. <laughs> 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 you
0: a light insight sleeper. into my life yeah i am then,
2: oh well that's but... good news then yeah <laughs> right uh two more thank you Keris. very good question two um,
0: more you... yeah two more oh. so
2: um this is tough this one i don't okay. think we're going to be able to answer this one ali stickler asks which five dog people would you have around your dinner table to discuss dog behavior
0: I, do you know what? I jotted down an answer to this one already when I saw it. Okay, go on, then you go. I, I, I'm I, I taking need to to think. I'm taking this from the perspective of this is who I would choose this week. Next week, it would be different. Yeah. Uh, but just because of things I've been reading, uh, recent events, that sort of thing. So I have yeah. put uh, Susan Friedman. I think she would always be there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ken Ramirez. Um, yeah. I've put Steve Manx. I think it'd be a giggle. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Melissa. I've um, oh, got to have yeah. Melissa in there, haven't you? Um, I've also put Tams in from our last Yay. off the shelf one. And I did put in brackets Nat, but then I realised that you'd probably be there anyway. So, um...
2: yeah, I think I'll just come to yours because that sounds great.
0: But um, can could... we add
2: in. Um... Oh uh, either Gene Donaldson or Patricia McConnell.
0: Yeah, you see, they they were on my. They they, they would be there. So yeah, it's going to have to be. Yeah. They're going to have to come. Uh, they're going to have to come as well.
2: I mean, ev- everyone we've had on the podcast, really.
0: Yeah, that's why I was the, the caveat of that. Just this week, if I had to quickly just throw some names out, but yeah. you know, I you know don't want to offend anyone. Probably, probably most of them want to come to my dinner party anyway, so. <laughs>
2: be a virtual one it could be a virtual <laughs> one there
0: you go there you go There's something we could do isn't it right yeah go on and you can you can come to very my dinner good party. question
2: and a tricky one to answer so i'm going to cop out and say i'll just go to steve's dinner <laughs> um okay last one uh i'm going to do a sort of a very quick answer that oh I is this the
0: one that i've is this is this See. diana is it no oh so there is one there's going to be one. More oh, person. there's one
2: on patreon yep. isn't there so kelly just asked about um our thoughts on Nando Brown's post. Oh, and okay. all I will say is that um, uh, you do you, I'll do me, and let's not use Facebook as a way of educating, you really. Say
0: potato, I'll say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you say potato, I say potato. Um, uh, yeah. You say potato, I say potato. Yeah, I'll say agree with some of it, disagree with some of it. <laughs> there you go. That's, the, that's as yeah. far as I'll go with that, I think. Um, right, I've got a question for you here. This is from um, Diana, who is a patron. Yeah. Um, I watched Nat's webinar on the dog training college uh, about oh, trauma great. and Drax, as I'm a long-time Drax fan. It Yay. was very interesting, but due to some technical issues, we couldn't ask any questions, so I thought I'd yeah. ask it here. I was just wondering if Drax is still on meds and if you think he'll need... he'll he'll Oh, sorry. My phone just turned off. Uh, I was wondering if Drax is still on meds and if you think he'll... He'll be going to need medication for all his life. Thank you, oh, she said. Thank yeah. you. Really admire the work you do with him.
2: Oh, bless you! I did see your name come up actually, um, and yeah, sorry about the technical issues. I did a recording of it, so I'm fingers crossed it's going to be available. Um, yes, he is still on meds um he's on uh, fluoxetine and gabapentin and i don't i honestly don't know if he will be on them for the rest of his life um uh it's it depends on him um i i won't consider um sort of taking him off them until we have kind of ticked a few more boxes in terms of his quality of life so once he's happy being able to go down to the field and have off lead runs and you know some of the uh some of the things that we still need to help him with have have kind of made a bit more progress um but I think um it, I mean it's hard because I would never take him off them just to See whether they were making,
1: yeah,
0: you know, seem.
2: improvements. And as long as the vets are happy, which they are, um, then I'm happy. And I just see the meds as um, something else that's helping him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really good question. And uh, I'll, I'll if I do get a copy of the recording, I'll post it up so we can uh, watch it. So Bonds about bonza the technical bonza. difficulties. <laughs>
0: There's, there's been some really cool um things on the dog training college uh recently they have really yeah, um, yeah really caught in my attention there's a couple of business type ones on there something about t-touch coming up uh it's it's, it's you yeah. More I see, more I like. You know, yeah. you know, you know. It's good, it's good. So is that it? Is it or have we got one more?
2: Yeah, no, that's all, all dun, dun, the questions. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you so it? much, guys.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank really you, you, thank it. you, thank um, you. Yeah, always Always feel free to fry us a question at barksfrom uh, at gmail.com or mm-hmm. wait till we put the call out on the Facebook pages or if you are a patron, you lovely people, um, you can, um, I will obviously ask each, um, each time we're doing one of the book review um, uh, episodes uh, to, to give us a question. And yeah, we'll, we'll do our best to read them all. I
2: was thinking we could offer our patrons to, to record a little voice note so they can ask the question.
0: Yeah, that's a really good idea. Actually, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. We'll get that going because that'd be cool. We could do like a um, if maybe if I give my phone number out, they could do like voice memos or something like that. Yeah, like you can, you can send things through WhatsApp then, or yeah, Messenger or whatever, I can can't you? Then I can edit them into the podcast. Yeah,
2: that sounds uh, cool. That would
0: be good. That would be really, really good. Right then. Cool. Oh, 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 oh. Right, shall we? Um, shall we close things up then? Yes. Okie dokie. Here we go-key. boom. Oh. Oh. Well, here we are again at the end. At the well end. Well done for getting to the end. At the end of the. Da, da, da. We're always doing these in the evening now, and I, all, at I, I'm the just getting so hungry. The road. Yeah, I oh, know.
2: Hopefully, mine's in the
0: oven. You're singing, singing along. Uh,
2: well, is it
1: singing?
0: It is singing. Mm. That's definitely classed as singing. Mm. Oh, so um. Do right, before before Nat's Comedy Corner, which I still haven't criminally haven't done a jingle for yet, but maybe oh, maybe sake. by the time this comes out, um uh uh I will have got off my dairy. Just put here. some
2: canned laughter. Sticks meeting. It's key gotta be canned laughter. laughter up to a crescendo. Right, and
0: I've got I've got like a tumbleweed. little I've got like a little praise of dogs thing, but a little thing okay. that I, do, I just I just marked in the book in in uh Will you dog?
2: read yours out and it'll be really nice and sincere and then i'll tell a really and we'll bad end joke. up
0: on a joke yeah okay <laughs> right just to uh, ruin the moment okay anyone who has ever loved a dog treasures the incomparable bond the best friend who's there through hard times the understanding listener who doesn't judge the fun soul who brings smiles and laughter and most of all the unconditional love a term you've come across a few times already in this book, which I think we actually talked about a few times in The Unconditional mm. Love. Um, writer Edith Wharton put it succinctly in one of her lyrical epigrams in the Yale Review in 1920. So I had to look up what an epigram is. with tiny, tiny, tiny little bit. But here we go. Is it
2: like a haiku? But it's
0: tiny. Shorter. It's tiny, but I love
2: tiny. it.
0: It's tiny. <laughs> right, here we go. <clears throat> my little dog, a heartbeat at my feet oh like
2: that, that, that fish is at my feet at the moment Aww. he is a little heartbeat at my feet my little dog
0: penny a rested her chin on her feet. my feet I oh baby i'll give him a kiss for me
2: oh can you get the noise
0: yeah just about <laughs> that's,
2: a big snob. that's a big fish snob that is covid, COVID secure
0: um <laughs> come on then okay
2: well that was lovely um uh, let me just uh, lower the tone slightly <laughs> here. I mean, there's loads that I could read, but I'm just going to go with a quite sort of disparaging joke.
0: Hang on, let, let me get my fake laugh ready.
2: Okay. <clears throat> what do you call a veterinarian who only who can only treat one species? Uh, I don't know. A doctor. <laughs>
0: that is good I like it yeah? oh my god I love it
2: because of people sorry I didn't mean to sound you know, so surprised human. that I
0: liked it then it, oh. it was great That it's that's quite
2: rude one. to doctors though isn't it, is it? I mean to doctors, isn't it? But, you know. sorry to any doctors uh, listening yeah
0: <laughs> sorry to Dr Dogs sorry
2: to Dr <laughs> um, uh, one more I'll um, go on. I don't think vets should be called doctors they should be called dog
0: Of course. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And on that
2: note, fans, we're going to have
0: to say goodbye. Um, Mic drop. Thank you, everyone. Um, I was really looking forward to this episode. It didn't disappoint. Um, No way. Uh more amazing things on the horizon. Um some fabulous, fabulous books, fabulous, fabulous off the shelf episodes um being booked up as we speak, bookshelvers. Yep. Um a massive thank you to everyone. Go to our Patreon page. Um uh I can't I can't remember the patron address. Um I'll, I'll, you know it by oh, now. Oh well I, I
2: did that pinned post. Or oh if there's you go a to If you go to our Facebook page now, there's a pinned post with all the links you need of different ways to listen and the patron page.
0: Ah, if you wanna um, uh, you know, give us a podcast hug or uh, buy us a podcast pint. That's the way to do it. Um Thank you And very much. We, we are going to have some special things, I think, for patrons coming up in the not too distant future. So keep mm-hmm, them peeled mm-hmm, for those.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so all that remains is for us to say bye-bye-bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. Enjoy bye your dinner. Bye, 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 bye.
0: Oh, yeah, you enjoy your dinner.
3: Yeah.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Cottage pie. Bye-bye. <laughs>
3: My bye cottage pie Love it At times collide Our cells divide Just like they've all Done. A spark, a life, we multiply. This ride has just begun. And here, at the end of a line that stretches back through all time time guided by a primal desire to simply survive survive you can't keep it down Where opposition exists It's our duty to persist Resist And fight and defend till the end Another's right to all this This place. I wish a kiss. You can't keep me down, you know And I can't keep you down, I know And it won't be kept down